Welcome back to the barely D&D podcast, a sort of Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I am the resident, at least up to date, DM Zach. And today is, I know, I know you're pumped. Hold on, hold those horses. Leave them in the stables, Beth. Jeez. Today is episode five, Contracts and Coalescence. It is a level three adventure, which is just kind of sick, dude. And the date is 3488 PB, Tefrar 22. But before we hop into that, I have to recap last week's session, which is episode four, The Amazing Race. Recovering from their ordeal of an afternoon in the Magic Lane, the party recuperated in room 13 of the Warm Hearth. Boz contemplated the nature of the still-beating heart in a jar that he purchased only hours ago while sitting on the john in concert with Old's lingering words, while Craig fumed in the common room and Greta flaunted her snappleberries over him. The trio emerged to the stilted hostilities of an afternoon's contested purchases, while, which eventually resolved into a decision to pursue the stolen pearls of which the party learned from Madame Miscor. Venturing out from the tavern and into the streets, the party requested the location of the 433rd dock on the port from a small group of dockhands. Uh, from there, the group then decided to make a race of their venture and took off toward the far eastern dock. Greta was left in the dust, Craig sprinted like a champ, and Boz pooped on the barbarian before the Monley crew arrived at the destination. Uh, at the docks, the party serendipitously discovered that they had run into the poor bet, an odd, rough vessel which turned out to be none other than their own. The now Captain Spigubert greeted the adventurers and invited them into the ship where they discovered the identity of the Pearl Thief to be none other than Namnook herself. After some pressure, the thieving goblin was cajoled into providing the stolen pearls, over which the party deliberated and ruled to return to Devrim and the Living Tapestry just after this. I mean, not after this now. This is this is still the intro, but after this being the event in time that I just described, you'll you'll know when the adventure starts. You'll I'll give you a signal. That wasn't the signal. It wasn't auditory. It was visual. No, it's the other hand. Okay. All right. I feel like you're not getting this. We're just going to start. And we're off. For anybody wondering, a druid gets their first third level spell <laughs> at level five. Thank you, Player's Handbook. Oh, look at that. It's the official Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Player's Handbook. I never leave home without it personally. I go with it everywhere. Yeah, it stays in my car. You I actually bought two copies, one for my car, one for me. Anyways, what were you saying, Zachary, about dwarves? <laughs> Is that true? Yes. Wow, okay, all right. Wait, what like did it. you say? Secret. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. Oh, man. Did you back. hear that? I did hear it. It was really good. <laughs> okay. I'm really proud of that. Um, did you hear this? We're back. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Are you a percussionist or something? I am, yeah. Okay. Trained for 18 years. Terrain? Like what kind of terrain? <laughs> percussionist no. terrain? No. Yes. Wow. Terrain. Is that difficult terrain, Zach? No, terrain. Percussionist terrain. No, terrain. This is all difficult terrain. terrain. <laughs> Zachary's like DMing for you is difficult terrain. Your mom is difficult terrain. <laughs> <laughs> She's a nice lady. Your mom is a nice lady. I love my mom. Okay, too. so Melanie. All right, we're back. We're back again. It's another episode. It's another time. Did we get another question? The Barely D&D podcast. Yeah. We, we got the letter from the editor to start us off. The letter. Letter from the editor. I'm sorry. 
We're gonna we're gonna everything is perfect now. Look, hit us with that with the letter from the editor. I'm trying to remember what the question was. Um <laughs> Make it up. Make it up. Okay, okay, I try to figure out how to word this. Okay. Uh your question for this brand new week's episode is if your character had the ability to turn all the bodies of water into a different liquid, what would that liquid be? Okay, <laughs> so um, my name is Landon. I play Boz. He is a half dryad druid. You're gonna be hearing that every single week, Zachary. I know. Okay. <laughs> if he could turn any body of li- of liquid into another liquid, is that what you asked? Like all the oceans. In the like sea. if you could turn all the oceans. <laughs> oh my gosh! Imagine all the fish that would die. <laughs> the waters. <laughs> No, but like their gills start just like okay. He would turn everything into honey. Aww. Everything would just all of a sudden become honey. That'd be so sticky. A hundred percent. Gosh. <laughs> so like fish breathe honey now. Is that what happens? Oh man. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm passing it to you. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. My turn. Hi, my name is Micah. I play Craig Dunley, and he's a barbarian dwarf. Um, if. Craig, wait, if I, Craig could turn anything? Yeah, if he could turn like all the oceans into another liquid, what would it be? Well, tears. <laughs> As my Craig softly weeps. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, my immediate thought is nacho cheese. <laughs> but does that make sense? No, that makes sense. <laughs> It depends on how hot so it is. It's, how it's, hot is the night? You can make it as hot as you want. All the oceans become boiling oceans of nacho. Really hot nacho cheese. <laughs> you guys, what would you rename the oceans to? Like the sapphire yeah, ocean? Yeah, you had to be like nacho ocean. <laughs> the pale yellow jalapeno sea. ocean. Jalapeno ocean. Corn oh, tortilla ocean. It's yours, Abby. It's your... I don't think Wait. Zachary's having fun anymore. It's your thing, Abby. Here's the deal. I don't know if that's Craig or me. Like, I'm dairy-free, and so <laughs> I just really miss cheese. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's Craig or me. Oh. Oh, yeah, that was bars. Oh, okay. Bars with cheese. <laughs> Abby, do you want to go? Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hello, I'm Greta, and I would love... <laughs> Is, I'd love to come up with something like different, but when I, I'm I'm a, I'm in Greta's headspace right now, and the first thought that popped into my head was blood. Oh, oh. so that's what I'm gonna go with. She turned all the oceans to blood. We're getting biblical up in here. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Zachary, you can comment on this stuff. You know, His Zachary, facial... what would you turn the oceans to if you could turn them to any liquid? He literally can turn yeah. the oceans to anything he wants. Yeah, Coherent D and D session is what I would. Oh, oh, <laughs> make them into. You have to do it as an NPC. Um, you have to pick one. What Nomnook? What would Nomnook turn the oceans to? Um, it has to be a liquid. I don't know. Why would you guys even ask me that question? What does that even mean? Just give so us this is why idea. I don't want to be on the ship with you guys. It's always stuff like this. Um, I don't know what we should say. Uh, wine. <laughs> then I could forget That's, about. You're so I could whiny. forget about Boz yeah. and Craig. Oh, roasted. <laughs> oh. Oh. I like. I like Sick how most burn. of Craig's character, like, like the last couple sessions, is just now. Who am I mad at right now? <laughs> I, I hate everyone. I have to uh, uh, make everybody know what my emotions are. Micah has, uh, or excuse me, the big Mike has um, <laughs> session notes, and they just say conflict in both <laughs> letters four times. <laughs> 
Oh man, you think I have a character sheet, but it's all just anger. Like, that's all it is. It's just red crayon, like. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. Well, um, are we hopping back in? Yeah, yeah. we're hopping back in into the all ocean right. of blood. So you guys are on the poor bet. Uh, you're actually technically on the lower deck of the poor bet, and um, uh, you have just found Nam Nook in the lower hold of uh, uh, of the vessel. And uh, the half works are continuing to load the ship because um, they're going about their business. Who you've now met to be Bilfrey and Pluff, uh, the siblings, and Spigoober is elated that you all are present and you all have confronted Namnook downstairs. She looks dejected. She's staring at a wall, confused what she did wrong. I'm gonna just never mind. No, no, no. Do your thing. Namnook, can we pay you for uh, the bag of pearls that you had? She sort of gets a look. The moment you say that, Spigoober gets a quizzical look and then oh, looks at Nam Nook. Spigoober was in the room. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he came down with you guys. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so Spigoober looks sort of over at Nam Nook and Nam Nook gets a nervous face and looks at Spigoober. And uh, Spigoober uh, says, he turns to you, Greta, and he says, Greta, why would you need the collateral for the journey? What do you mean? Spigoober, his face is always like eerily cheery. So for him to get serious, it's kind of a weird, a strange thing because he has these really large, like boyish cheeks and these really light, you know, happy blue eyes. But they sort of like relax a little bit. And when he gets serious, it almost has a slightly creepy quality to it because his face is such strange dimensions. So he gets sort of like, and looks over at Nam Nook, and Nam Nook goes, "They don't, they don't know what they're talking about." We do. We do. We would like we the pearls do. now as an advance, please. Spigober, please, please help us. And Spigober looks at you all and he says, Well, I am not the owner of them. Nam Nick told me that she came by them honestly through her travels and she is using it as collateral for the ship. Can we and buy them from you, Nam Nick, please? Wait. Nam Nick says, So the reason we have the ship is because of the pearls? Nam Nick sort of like wrings her hands a little bit. And Spigober um, looks to her and then looks to you all and says, um, Hmm. Nam Nook, where have you acquired these pearls? And Nam Nook just sort of stares daggers into Greta. <laughs> I came by them honestly in my journeys. Then they shouldn't be any problem to sell them to us, right? Sure. How many thousands of gold do you have? Well, we were hoping that we could just give you some collateral for the pearls mm -hmm. to hold on to. I think I'll just keep my pearls. No. Uh, and right when she says that, Spigoober goes, Nam Nook, I will not have illicitly acquired substances on my vessel. And it just gets really awkward and tense. Um, about that time, there's like a... <laughs> and the two half-orcs drop down in the chamber and they're just sort of joining everyone, like leaning up against poles. And um, Spigoober just sort of crosses his little tiny arms and stares at Nam Nook. Can we all cross our arms? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Okay, everyone, yeah. everyone crosses I their don't, arms. I don't. I don't. Bows just like look like, like wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> the two half orcs walk up and. Uh, Did they sort cross of, their arms? Uh, no, they, uh, seeing that Spigoober is looking disapproving, they walk up and they sort of stand next to him. And um, the female, uh, uh, Plaf, as you've learned her name, she sort of leans down. And uh, she like whispers something into into uh, Spigoober's ear and then looks at him. And Spigoober says, 
Well, it turns out that Namnuk has severely jeopardized their journey as well as our ship. And then like half work stands up and she just she just puts one hand on a hip and one hand on her sword hilt and she does she flexes both of her forearms really hard and all the muscles on the side insinuate and Namnuk just looks really nervous. It's just a really awkward tension in the bottom of the ship. Wait, so the reason we have the ship is because the of the pearls? Yes, I wagered two of the pearls from the bag for the ship oh. as collateral for our ownership of it for the course of a journey. Oh, no. No, mm. why don't you tell us how you actually got the pearls? Well, maybe... Well, let okay, here's... We weren't coming here for the ship, Spagoober. Spagoober's face goes... We didn't know you were here. It's great that we found you. We were going to have to come looking for you regardless, so this is really great. But... We were looking for Namnuk because we know the owner of the pearls. And he like squints his eyes and looks back at her. And uh, he just goes, Namnuk, the pearls. Now, now, before we do anything, the owner of the pearls was not actively looking for them until we got involved and they are not in a hurry to get them back. So I think if we can safely carry them across this journey and use them as collateral, we can return them with interest, right? We can give an extra to the owner of it. But don't we want to give it back? Okay. Overtly. You're so good at beatboxing. Yeah, that was great. You all have no idea what Craig means by beatboxing. Yeah, I mean, why would I hit vegetables? I don't understand. Clever. That was genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just there. And then Ashbeguber turns to you and says, I do not feel comfortable having the stolen items from someone else on my ship. How are we going to use, how much, how much in gold is needed to use the ship? Probably like, I believe it was 1,500 gold. 1,500 gold. <laughs> nice. Who, who owns the ship? Well, I got it from one of the less reputable individuals in town. Okay. Um, do they have two of the pearls now? Yes. Oh, no. Well, okay. So you paid two pearls for the ship. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the pearls are still Nomnooks? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, so we could take, we could, we could, we could get the pearls back. We're just missing two and keep the ship. Yes, that would work, which yeah. is why now Nook, and he goes back to holding out his little gloved hand. Mm-hmm. Now Nook just sort of growls a little bit. She looks around at everybody. Um, whoever would like, uh, either make a persuasion or an intimidation check, whichever you prefer. Persuasion. I'm going to make a persuasion check. Okay. That is 18. Okay. Hmm. I would say, Nam, there is going to be... I've I haven't seen a whole lot of this world, but I've seen enough to know that there's a lot more than I thought I was. And I'm and we got we just picked up this bag of, of things, the shiny things on the way here. I mean, imagine all that's left out there. And you want to jeopardize getting more of these? I kind of clinked the bag a little bit. Over those? Hey. Nah. And she like reaches down her side and she pulls out this little, very nice um satin bag. Uh she walks over and she drops it down into Spugura's hand and sort of into his hand. He mm-hmm. unzips it, looks inside, starts counting. 
Thank you, Namnook. You and I will have a conversation later. And uh, he walks over <clears throat> and drops it in your hands, uh, uh, Buzz. And the bag of pearls are in your hands. Okay. What is the name of the organization you gave the pearls to? Well, I got it from a specific individual. He works for La Palma Vare, but okay. he is individually, he's more sort of a business associate of hers, of theirs, really. Um, his name would be Decrat. He is a, um, a loner of vessels. Okay. But one of the meaner loners. Oh, he's okay. Okay. He's not a nice man. Should we go back to the Living Tapestry and try to just tell him what happened? Or do you think that he's going to get mad if we if we try to just return less than what the pearls were Did he there? tell us how many pearls there were? I feel like he would know. But I feel I... like he would know how many pearls there were. I mean, obviously he's going to know, but would he know? I mean, if we tell him that La Palma Vera is involved, I don't think he's going. Oh, no, he would involve them for sure. He told us everything. He said, oh, if you try to right. steal something and, oh, no, we can't tell him. I think we should just take, could we just, because we're just a middleman. Could we just take it back and say, hey, here are your pearls. And maybe like avoid lying, but just play dumb, oh, you know? Oh, he's, oh. Uh, like hmm. we could just, we could be like, oh, like we found it, like tell as much truth as we can and just leave out details. That's not technically you're just as involved as we are in this right oh, now. Oh, don't, what, what? What do oh, you no. think that we should do? Do you think that it would go badly if we didn't tell him everything? He's just flicking his beard back and forth with his finger. Hmm. It's like we are on an adventure already. <laughs> um, I do not know. Well, I know that we should do the right thing. So you should probably take the pearls back to the right owner. That is what I think. Okay. But are we going to be able to get the two back from the loan, the loaner? Absolutely not. The ship would not be forfeit, but probably our lives. But if we take the if we take the pearls back to the owner, well, if you wanted to get the pearls back, we could always do. So this individual has been roundabout contracted from some of the money that I got loans from other travels. So if we can complete our business, then we could get the pearls back for collateral at the end of the journey, so long as I conduct the business for him that he needed. That, uh, yes. Whose yes. business? What business are we conducting? Well, it is very simple, actually. He just needs a number of ledgers, and he points toward like uh, uh, those large, um, <clears throat> like they're just these large wooden oak chests that are like built into the back of the ship's wall. And he says um, there are a number of ledgers in there that he needs brought to another business in Shazgi. I was going to take those to another business associate, and once those had been completed, uh, I would just bring back true proof of transaction and. He would consider our business effective. And then he would give us back the, the two pearls. Our collateral for business would have been done. Well, Let's just wait until we get back and then return the pearls. We can get the tattoos another time. I don't I don't know. Because what if we can't go back? What if something happens? Yeah. What if we took them to... What if... Here. What if we took them to... To him. And we... we um. We gave them to him and we told him the honest truth and we said we're working on getting the collateral. Well, I'm afraid he seemed like a very nice a nice guy, but I feel like he if he tells La Palmavir that we stole from them and then La Palmavir finds out that they're holding stolen goods as collateral for our mission, I don't think it's going to go over very well. Uh, 
I hate this. I say we go on the adventure because who knows that Namnook has the pearls? What? Who knows that Namnook has the pearls? Oh, true. So we would be keeping the stolen pearls from this man. You we would be protecting them. them. Yeah, and we, it would be us keeping them, not you. This does not feel like heroic adventuring. It's it's strategic heroic, adventuring. Sometimes you have to kind of. So he might not care if these vessels, if these pearls don't come back to him for a year or two. Uh, a, a year. And also, um, what about the other mission? Like we were gonna do that other mission oh. for that lady. Well, we just have to go talk to her, and then we have to to go place, which yeah. I think is gonna be fine. Which I is the whole reason of the adventure is what we, we're going on we here. We just need to bring back the pearls. I think we. Okay, we have to bring back. The, okay, you're right. And you're then, right. Um, well, the thing is, the question is to be honest or lie about it. I think that we should be honest about it. Well, oh, you are the mighty heroes. You're always honest. Yes. Yeah. You've never mm-hmm. stolen anything. It's yeah. because you're good and virtuous. Yeah. And Spooky says that with great confidence. Um, both of the siblings just sort of like briefly close their eyes oh and gosh. open them again. And Namnook, who's just like looks just heartbroken, just like does, sort of rolls her eyes. Does Namnook know that we took the, the dagger? Um, are you asking me if you know what Namnook knows? DM. No, I'm saying, oh, you're right. I, I technically don't know that. You don't know what Namnook knows. Namnook. I'm just kidding. Dang it. Namnook, you know that really pretty golden knife? And Spagoober's like... <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. Okay, we're going to go take these back. Because you are the heroic adventurers. We are the, we are the uh, heroic uh, adventurers. Okay, gang. <laughs> Let's go. Can we like speed run to the to the tattoo parlor? We don't have to. Uh, you guys can just say you go. Okay, yeah, give me go. 12 athletic checks. No. It's, only, it's only when you guys say, we're going to race. Or we say, I'm going to pickpocket every person on the way. Or, uh, you know, I'm going to go lick the door of every like building. Good, good then idea. I have to get into it. But if you guys just say, I go to a go to <laughs> If you lick the door, just roll for E. coli. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys just go no, to a place, you just go to a place. Let's go to the tattoo place. Hi. No, just kidding. I'm not going to. Please, no. It's not gonna... guys. Let's go to the living tapestry again. Yeah. And we're taking the pearls with us this time. Yeah. Can we find two pearl looking rocks? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. You're going to try to. We're telling, him the, we're telling him the truth, Greta. Okay. I like that the idea is you're going to tell a magical tattoo artist who deals in gems that he crushes, like just paint two walks, right? And be like, there's the others. <laughs> and he's going to be like, wow, that's really convincing. So, I mean, if you roll a nat 20 and someone gets like a, just a random rock tattoo. Yeah, it's just not under, like you understand that nat 20s don't bend the fab- fabric of reality. You can't be like, I summon a sword, nat 20. Like, no, you still don't. I just rolled for fabric bend and I got yeah. nat 20. So, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know that, but it's fun to pretend. Do you guys go to the living tapestry? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. That was um, all together. Oh, okay. look at us. Wow. A team. Sounds An like adventuring we're party. You're not. I am. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you guys head back across town. Uh, it's a long walk. Um, you guys That's got to Spigoober at probably, you got to the poor vet, which you've now met your vessel. Um, uh, and your crew, and you're now familiar with it. Um, uh, <laughs> by the time you got there, it's probably like, Four, um, like four o'clock. So as you guys get like, you get back out from that side of the docks, you walk all the way back to like those main streets in the middle of the port. Um, You go all the way back down to the market district, then from the market district to the magic lane, you probably get there around like um, five, maybe, Uh, maybe like 5.15. So, you know, like pushing into like early evening. It's probably what we're going for. Um, Let's go for yeah, there we go. That's better music. Um, and you guys get back to um, the Living Tapestry. 
Um, the huge oaken facade, or excuse me, mahogany, beautiful dark colors, the illusory hand, your background magic lane with all the magic shops around you, yada, yada, yada. Um, and uh, you guys go back into those like swinging saloon doors mm -hmm. um, of the same day. <laughs> the same. And um, as you guys go back in, um, it's worth note that like a number of, so on those tattoo chairs and beds all around the, the edges with the mirrors everywhere, um, the majority of people are different, but there are a couple people in there who are the same people that you left that morning. Um, oh. Because these, some of these tattoos are elaborate and take very long periods of time. Maybe there's, there's resting in between and stuff. Um, but uh, there's all the staff. And um, Devrim, the large gray, I call him a half-orc previously. He's an orc, and I apologize. But the large uh, gray orc with the, um, you know, the, the nice clothes, if simple. Um, and uh, uh, his, like, uh, side-shaped head and the, the man bun that he somehow makes looks good. And his little spectacles and the two tusks uh, sitting out. He's just, um, he's flipping through documents at the desk again at the back. And um, you guys walk in in front of the shop. Um, he hasn't. He hasn't looked up to notice you all. Yet. Who's holding the pearls? Uh, I'd say Boz. Probably Boz. Okay, I'm holding the pearls. They announced that for you. I've been um, outvoted. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, so you guys you, just walk to the back to. toward him. So do y'all want me to go talk to him? Yeah, I think you're the okay. most. Y'all come with smart. me. Come with me. Come with me. I will come with you. Okay. Okay. So I walk okay. up. Deborah. So you guys cross the room. As you get about halfway up, he looks up and then he sees you all approaching. Oh, hello. We just, we missed you so much. <laughs> uh, it's good to see you all again. Now, um, uh, did you all need some directions or something? Any nope. sort of an issue? Um, ooh, okay. Um, so we found the pearls. What? We found the pearls. You all found the pearls. We traded my hair to a witch to he find- He looks up to your hair. <laughs> your head is cut with your horribly lopsided haircut right now. I can't go home anymore to find out where these pearls are. You traded your hair for the pearls. Yes, I did. With a witch? With a witch. She's down the street, actually, with a monkey. You went to Madame Me School? Yes. Oh, no, you guys shouldn't have done that. We went to look for that. for. We did it just for you so we could find your pearls. We really like it. Um, deception check, because that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> What'd you get? Oh, my Six. Okay. Sort of gives you an eye. We did it because right. we thought the monkey looked cool. Um, and that's, that's okay. No, it pulls a lot of people in there, but you guys should not go in there. Why? And we wanted to know where the wait, wait, I mean, she's Why? like terrible. What? what how? Like you mean scary or like cool? actually bad? Kind of bad. Well, I mean, like yeah, she's. I made me pee myself, but I mean, like, have you been in there? Oh, once, you anything? once for vice no. I would. I feel like that would have been the worst mistake I ever made <laughs> if I did that. Oh wow. <laughs> we traded a few things. Um. Mm. Uh, my hair. And um, she took your hair. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, not all of it. I still have most of it. She only took a little bit. I have most of that still with me. No, it's just a strong word, but all right. Um, we found out where the pearls were. We raced there quite literally as fast as we could. I appreciate that. And we found most of them. You have the pearls. Yes, yes, and I hold them out to him. He like hold it out his even larger hand. You drop it down into it. Holds him. I sent you all out for these pearls this morning. Yes, and you yeah. came back with them to die. Yeah, we really like that. That's incredible. Would you, that was the good news. Do you want to hear the bad news? Oh sure. There's yeah. two missing. <laughs> um, he like sits back in his chair in a little bit and he looks at you guys with this really sort of knowing expression. Let me, let me go out on a branch here. You all didn't take him. No, no, no. Didn't no. Take him. no. 
Why he he just unzips the bag a little bit and he pulls out a small bowl, a wooden bowl, and sets it down on the desk. And he pours out the bag. Um, he's a pretty big dude and pretty muscular for such a fine, small, like tuned craft. He like he looks like he could like make a living taking people's heads off. But he just <laughs> he just pours the pearls out into the bowl. And the bag was sort of about like, you know, like a fit in the palm of your hand. Yeah, kind of yeah. Um, and pretty heavy and large. He pulls them out. Each of the pearls is about that big. Okay. Um, yeah. Beautiful and opalescent, and it fills up about half the bowl that's about this size. So like a like a small bowl of Cheerios. He pours it out, um, and he just sort of leans back for a second, crossing his arms, smiling, looking at him, and looking up at you all. And he goes, um, "You know, I make my business trading with people, uh, reading people, understanding them. You'd think it was with tattoos, and when I first opened this parlor, it was. But I've owned it long enough, and I've worked with it long enough. It's really in dealing with people nowadays. I deal with all sorts of folks." And I'm not going to act like no one's ever pulled the wool over my eyes, but I know a group of fairly honest people when I see them. I appreciate your apology, uh, boss, but I sent you all out for thousands of gold worth of pearls that had gone missing from me. And you all came back for them in the same day. And I can't prove it, but I'd be willing to bet this ball of pearls that you all didn't take the two that are missing. Boss, have you dealt in precious gems before? Um, No. Uh, Greta? Don't worry, Betty. Uh, Craig, <laughs> have you? What was the question? Have you worked in precious gems before? Uh, yeah, I mean, I... Rock. <laughs> That's not precious gems. I mind. Do you all know those. how many pearls are in this bowl? No. I'm trying no. to count them. I'm like... Mm. I didn't look at how many. You count maybe like... Looks like a bit more than 15, maybe. 15. Do you know how much it's worth? A sandwich. There's 14,000 gold worth of pearls in this bowl. <laughs> oh my gosh. He sort of pulls it back a little bit, puts it on the desk. I didn't know that you guys would come back with this at all. I'm not mad. That's incredible. Um, that's amazing. I really wish you hadn't made a deal with Madame Musical. Um, I don't know anything concrete about her, but all the rumors I hear are terrible. <laughs> um, and I'm very sorry about you, hair. Can you um, fix it? Do y'all have hair? Y'all do no, good things? Not really a department. But um, I'm not mad at you all. That's amazing what you all have done. In fact, I didn't know if I was going to get that bag back with half of them. Uh, I kind of expected that I was going to get that bag back and half of them were going to be gone because you all took the cut off for yourselves. But, I mean, what can I do? You know? There's no official documentation of that. And you were doing me a favor. I thought you were going to take half for yourselves. Um, so oh. I'm not upset. I'm very pleased. That's an amazing degree of honesty. And in fact, I know you all didn't take the two because if you were trying to take some for yourselves, you wouldn't have taken half. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I'm a little more than happy. Okay, um, good. Oh, we were so worried you were going to be mad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, you all have done uh, an amazing feat today. Um, and I'll tell you what, whoever you buzz, why don't you make a persuasion check? Uh, that's a 12. Okay. Uh, sort of rubs his chin, smiles a bit. I'll tell you what, I like you guys. Um, are you guys called something, the three of you? Uh, uh, not yet. No. I should. No, no problem, no problem. Well, I like you three. Um, and uh, you all are welcome back at the Living Tapestry anytime. I'll tell you what, you ever come back in the future, there'll be a discount for you. Slight, but it'll exist. Um, just remind me next time you come back in that there's a discount. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you three of those tattoos. And uh, I mean, I said I would, but you all have brought me back tens, almost 15,000 worth of gold in pearls. 
Um, so I'll give one of you all and mine a magic tattoo. Um, I don't want to make you all fight over it, um, but I'll read you all off the kinds that I have for, for the, the cheaper, the magic tattoos, and uh, I'll give one of you all that one. Um, so you all want me to go down the list of what I got. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he like sort of pulls out a little scroll of paper, lays it out on the desk. He adjusts his spectacles a little bit and looks at it carefully. All right. I have the Illuminators tattoo um, that uh, uh, lets you write in magic writing with your finger. So you don't have to have an ink and a quill to write. You can just write letters with your finger anytime you want. And you can control who sees that writing magically. Um, I have a Lifewell tattoo. Um, essentially allows you some, uh, actually, I forget what that one does. <laughs> and I didn't bring, uh, does it let you live Sasha's life going. well? I'm just going <laughs> to, uh, I quit live Google right well there. already. Thank you. Live, live, laugh, well. love. Live, uh, laugh, love, well. <laughs> it's just, it's just a minus to like charisma rolls or something. Um, uh, yeah. So the life well tattoo um, gives you um, uh, resistance to necrotic damage. Oh. Um, and it gives you uh, the spell Life Ward. So whenever you reduce, reduce to zero hit points, you drop to one hit point instead. And you can do that one once per long rest. Um, he used to go down the list. I've also got the Shadowfell brand. Um, essentially, it can help you uh, interface with the Shadowfell, that material plane in some way. Um, I also have the Coiling Grasp. A tattoo. Essentially, you can make dark tentacles uh, shoot at and grab somebody. Um, I have the Eyes of Darkness tattoo. Um, and actually, he rubs his chin for a second and he says, Actually, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Life Well and the Shadow Fell are probably a bit expensive for what I'm talking about. But the Coiling Grasp and the Illuminators for sure. Um, there's also the Eyes of Darkness, gives you dark vision if you don't have it. And he like sort of sits there for a second and looks at the three of you all and goes, uh, But never mind, you probably already have that. Yeah. Um, I have yeah. the Lightbringer's tattoo. Uh, allows you to make light come from your hand, physically produce light. Um, essentially for the players, you can cast the light cantrip at will um, with that tattoo. Um, I have the handless tattoo. Uh, it, uh, it makes you better with animals. You're better at handling animals and, and, and uh, getting them to understanding them and getting them to understand and agree with you. Um, I also have uh, the uh, reparation tattoo. Um, it essentially allows you to control uh, minor repair of objects and putting them back together. For the players, he's talking about the mending spell, the okay. mending cantrip. You have the mending cantrip. So any of those would be on the table. Oh my can, gosh. Uh, I'm not... Can I get this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, which one do you want, boss? Um, can I have the one... Uh, DM, can you run through the ones that are up? Yes. Uh, so he said illuminators. That's where you can write magic lettering. Also, I'm sorry. I said Lifewell and Shadowfell, and then I looked at the price and value of them, and I was like, oh, that seems really high. And I was like, oh, no, they're just in the miscellaneous section. They shouldn't have been listed on the cheap. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Illuminators, you can write with your finger. You never need a writing implement again. Just okay. you magically write with your finger. And you can also control who can see that writing mm. for like 24 hours or something. Um, coiling Grasp, you can make int- inky tentacles fly out of your hand and grab people. Um, How far away? Uh, oh, shoot. I don't remember. I think it's like five or ten feet. I can I can look it up, but that, that's the essentials of what it does. Um, does it have to be tentacles? Can I make it like vines? It is by definition in this case tentacles. Okay. Um, well, and so the only reason I'm going to stay firm on that is that like it would be fine for flavoring, but he doesn't. He yeah. wouldn't know. Like that wouldn't be translatable. Yeah. You know, it would be like a specific way to create that tattoo. 
Um, <clears throat> you could ask. You could ask. Um, there is the um, Lightbringer's tattoo uh, that allows you to cast the light cantrip. So you can okay. produce light at any time. There's the handler's tattoo, which makes you like really good with animals. What does that do for animals? Because I already have like... You'd get expertise in animal handling. Okay, so I have plus seven in animal handling right now. What would that give me? Um, so that's your wisdom, right? Yeah. And that's your wisdom modifier with your proficiency bonus? Yeah. You'd get your proficiency bonus added on again. Oh, so that'd be plus nine. Mm-hmm. And the whole time that's you increase awesome. your proficiency bonuses, you ranked up, it would just go up and up and up. What does animal handling even do? Like you just like call me like, animals or like... Uh, well, so it doesn't get used a lot. Um, when you are dealing with wild animals, that would be the time that it would be used. Okay. It's just an option. Um, um, I like the idea of writing stuff. Um, and the other one was the reparation tattoo, the mending cantrip. But you can pick the other one. Is that like once per long rest or I just no, mend whenever just I want? You just have the cantrip. Oh, well, I already have it. Like I can prepare it, but, is, but I just always have it prepared then? Is that... Yeah, yeah, it's always prepared. But is the mending cantrip one of your cantrips? I can prepare it, but I haven't. Okay, okay. Um, I think I want to go with the writing stuff. All right, yeah. Uh, we can do the eliminators tattoo. Um, but I'll tell you what, you're all still getting the bread. Um, yeah. So, Shashi, uh, uh, can I cast a move from over there? And um, there's this really tall, thin man who just sort of like nods from across the room, says something quietly to a fellow. He gets up off of one of the beds and moves over to another side. And there's three empty beds now next to each other. He says, if you all want to go over there and lie down, uh, we'll get three artists working on each of you, and uh, Boz, I'll be soon enough to do your tattoo personally. Okay. What type of stone? Is it going to be a pearl? Uh, no. Uh, yours is going to be with magic ink. Oh, nice. nice. All right. Uh, but I'll see you guys over there momentarily. Okay. Um, so, uh, three artists walk over and lead you guys over to the beds. Um, one, is, uh, one is the woman that you all met last time, uh, who had the hair all up on one side and the mm. tattoos down the other side of her body. Um, she goes to you, Greta, um, and she gets you up on the table and um, like, yeah, like you sit down on the table. Um, the one who goes to you, Craig, um, is uh, a very, very old man. Um, he's actually in a wheelchair, uh, which you have never seen a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Sick. a serious technological innovation. You've never seen one. Um, and it's like sort of, uh, it is a wheelchair as we would know it, but it has like a, a tension coil on one side and he can actually like pull it back slightly harder at one point and it'll, it'll propel him a bit faster forward. It's actually kind of innovative. Um, uh, he's just this very old man uh, with sort of olive skin and very dark black hair that's like streaked largely with white at this point um, that cu- falls down in long waves about his shoulders and he has these like layered sort of uh, satin cloaks. He, he seems like a real character. Um, and then uh, the individual who goes to you, Boz, uh, well, nobody shows up for a second because Devrim is personally getting his implements and preparing the tattoo on you. So um, those two artists get you guys sat down at tables and they're like starting to get out implements. And um, uh, the individual in the wheelchair says, uh, uh, so uh, what will we be tattooing today? I would like a loaf of bread tattoo. Uh, and on... I was told that this is the same thing that all of you all are getting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, what would you like the, the, the loaf of bread to look like? Um, I have a picture. Oh, uh, all right. Can we and uh, we'll say that he like draw. He like supplies you with some parchment and a, and a writing quilt to draw. You have a picture prepared, Abby. Yeah, I do. Ooh. And uh, the woman who you all met last time is standing there, and she says, um, "And where specifically did you all want these tattoos again?" Um, I would like mine. 
Oh, can I see? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I like that. I like that can a lot. Can I get it on my tongue? There's a long pause. <laughs> that's brilliant. Because you're eating it. So it's um, always like, it's like there's always bread on your tongue. And she like, she sort of looks at the old fellow for a second. They don't even say anything. They just sort of exchange <laughs> a look and she looks at you and she goes, I hate to be discouraging, but I do not know if I know how to tattoo a tongue. Um, okay. We could try and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you have not done that before, I, I do not want it. Is there another preferential yes. location that you Can want? I get it right below my ear? Certainly, yes. Uh, you, sir. I want mine on my tongue. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm okay. Just kidding. <laughs> um, could I get mine um, uh, on my sh- uh, my shoulder, my sure, right shoulder? Yes. yes, we can do that. And uh, you, my dear. Right here. Sure. I don't know what that would be called. Shoulder. It's like your um, right next to your right, right breast. Like right yeah, muscle here. Clavicle. Call below my collarbone. Okay. Sure. Yes. Uh, we can do that. Um. All right. Um. Uh, Devrim, it will simply be in for the first. And then she sort of, uh, she like uh, moves one of those little, those little uh, cylindrical podiums of wood all around the room that keep the, the implements for tattooing in the top. You realize they roll. And she rolls one over to the edge of your bed and she has you um, lay down on, on your back and she's sort of like, and the chair, you realize it's a chair that sits up and she faces you into the mirror. She has you pull apart like your armor and some, your many, many cloaks and pull them across. And um, she pulls out, there are these thin, long, hollow metal rods. Um, with these sharp tips in the end. She pulls up a little vial of ink and just sort of pours it into the top and it pours into the rod. She like, she puts it back down, caps it, pulls it out and she says, "Uh, have you been tattooed before? No. Well, I apologize, this will hurt, but relax and be patient. She presses your shoulder down with a surprising amount of force, like more than you were expecting. And she starts like, just poking it into you, pinpoint poking. And it hurts. It okay. feels like someone pulled out um, the thickest gauge needle you've ever seen and just started pricking you with it again and again and again. It feels terrible. But she is, I, it seriously really hurts, but she's just sitting there poking you and she's starting to tattoo. And then the older fellow goes, uh, no, uh, you wanted it on your ear. Yeah, not on my ear, but like Below, yes. on my neck. And he just sort of it. reaches up a hand oh, okay. and pushes oh. your head down to the side. And he like pushes right. aside your hair tries for a second it's just there's just too much volume and he goes <laughs> hair cut and he reaches hair down cut. uh hair to the edge cut. of his wheelchair and he pulls out like a little cord of uh of like thin liver strip and just wraps it around and ties it really tightly and it pulls back some of your hair and then he pulls out the same implement and like ding 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 on the side of its metal container and then right here on this very sensitive area in your ear he just starts going craig is i am i am yeah. Crying. <laughs> I am crying well technically craig if you'd like to rage a little bit you become resistant to the piercing damage okay um, yeah. Do that? Okay. Yeah, so you just sort of like and you like all of a sudden all the muscles in your body flex really large and you just grab the side of the bed and you just sort of like and you just like hold so it. So crying. And uh yeah, there's like a little tear going down and he sort of like looks over at you. Are you okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is it first. And he just keeps pricking me under your ear. And it really hurts, really stings. Um and after a second buzz, um Devrim comes over and he says all right, I was told you wanted it on your uh, shoulder. Yes, that's right. That's right. My, right. my right shoulder. Okay, lay down on your stuff. All right, I lay down. You lay down on the table. It's, it's like kind of soft. It's nice. Oh. And you can face into the mirror. How does it oh. do it? You can see yourself. Wow, that's And he pulls neat. out the instruments and he says, um, now, I know that your skin has this sort of wood-like quality. So I had to get out what I thought was some special uh, instruments for it. 
but I thought maybe this will work. Uh, and you can't see what he has, but he's apparently gone and gotten some other sort of instrument. And he, he presses down on your shoulder kind of hard again, and then you can just feel the pricking in your shoulder. It really hurts. <laughs> um, but you guys are there, and he starts the tattoo. I feel like, um, I feel like Greta's wailing. Okay, you crying? Not even wailing, but just like, just not even crying. Whimpering? Wailing. Wait, like yelling Wailing out. is like yeah. yelling. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you wail once, and the lady tattooing you, oh, um, do you not want the tattoo? Or? No, I want it. I want it. Um, do you wail again? Uh, yes. I don't want to wail. Okay. You're just, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I, if this is hurting you that much, I don't want to. Uh... I'm just, I think I'm, it's okay. Um, I think normally when I'm in pain, I just like to, I just am loud about it. Okay. Um, here. And she dips the instrument back into its holster. And then she reaches out into the side of the pedal and there's like, and she opens up a drawer and she pulls out a little bit of crushed herb. She rolls it up in her hand. She puts it in a ball and she says, uh, chew this in your mouth. And you, you stick it in your mouth. You start chewing a little bit. feels weird. Whoa, whoa. Your lip feels weird. She says, it is a muscular relaxant. Oh, cool. It should take away the pain a bit. She pulls okay. the instrument back out. Please do not uh, cry. It is very disconcerting. And she goes back to <laughs> poking into your shoulder. And it, it does relieve the pain a little. It still really hurts, but it's not as bad. So I'm going to wear like... Ah. Okay, just quieter. And she just, she just grimaces a little and keeps working. Um, Craig, the guy is working around, away on your neck. It's a long process. You guys are just laying there for a while. Um, How long are we there for? Uh, probably for the bread, probably like an hour. Okay. Because um, they are working very slowly and meticulously to make sure that they get everything correctly. They all have very steady hands. Um, uh, as you guys are, are sitting there, um, after a bit, Devram goes, uh, oh, no. uh, so long as I've got you guys here, I actually wanted to talk to you all. Um, because I know you all asked about La Pumavir last time, mm -hmm. and uh, I tried to give you my best explanation, but it's a complex topic. And uh, I think I befuddled the, the explanation a little. Um, I talked to some of my friends who have more political positions within the city, and I got a more cohesive history together. Uh, would you guys like something a bit clearer than what I told you last time? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, that <laughs> yeah, it really okay. hurts. Okay. Good at all talking. And the thing is, as like he's he's being gentle with his right hand as he pokes you, but his left hand is so strong, like he's pinning you down to the table, and you're like, it kind of hurts to. He's like pushing you down a little. No, I um, do have a twenty on strength. Uh, no, you so, don't. No, I don't. Uh, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he just continues, and he says, "Okay, well, essentially, the nature of." Uh, of uh, La Pomavir is intrinsically tied to the nature of uh, the city of, of Port Resplendisant. Um, also, it's not a big old deal, but I've heard you all saying La Resplendisant. It's actually with an R. Now, Resplendisant. Resplendisant. In Sicilian, it means uh, resplendent. Ah, oh, resplendisant. Yeah. Um, so essentially what happened in the city, I'm not going to keep doing this, but he's tattooing you the whole time. <laughs> and he explains, um, so when the city was founded, uh, it was settled a long time ago when the earth and bloom was first forming. Uh, and a number of very powerful, wealthy individuals fled south here uh, because they wanted to get away from monarchies who could control and tax them in their business. Uh, and they set up a government that was built entirely out of business was the intention. Uh, at the time, though, uh, they still needed some sort of a governance for the people, and they, weren't on, they were only so divorced from the ideas of monarchy. So a lot of the local, most powerful people at the time voted on members of houses and appointed uh, the individual house members. Those members were the forefathers and mothers of the current lesser houses of, nobil of nobility of Inns. Uh, all the different houses you have. Um, 
in Dar. Those individuals went on to become the ruling government and purveyors of central business here at Port Wisbolisa. It was intended to be a rather small uh, venture at the time, but as, uh, as Port Wisbolisa grew and grew, they grew in power and so did their oversight. In a way that in the modern day sort of makes it seem like it's improbable that we would have come to such power, but um, they grew from that initial appointment. Uh, so technically they are voted members, uh, but the vote has never come up again and probably never will. Uh, that's the basic nature of how they came to power. Um, now for La Pomove, essentially what happened was um, you had a number of powerful business figures um, who were operating for the first time beyond the borders of uh, monarchical lawful rule. Um, and out of coincidence, a lot of those individuals got together and said, hi, what if we had an organization to run all sorts of affairs all around the world in businesses we see best? Uh, these individuals started La Pomme um, As time went on, their practices got more complex and bled into different fields. Um, and uh, complex moral questions came up at various points in the history as to how things should be handled. But because there was no central roving government to monitor them, a lot of them, the answer was simply, now nah, we'll do as we please. And a lot of the most powerful members of the different houses were members of La Palma Vier, as it went over time, uh, becoming more and more successful and seeing the value in it. And the relationship between this organization and the royal families got more and more mixed together, more intertwined. Um, so that's the essential history of the organization and the noble houses. It's actually rather simple in that way. Um, and in the modern time, uh, that's what La Palma Vier does. They are a large, wealthy organization of many different individuals who um, conduct business as they see fit. And because they answer to no one, uh, technically if they committed a grievous crime in the eyes of the people, they could have to answer to the noble houses, but they're all sort of in bed together, right? Mm -hmm. uh, metaphorically and very literally. Oh. Uh, oh. Well, you know, different married members of different houses, right? Right. Um, Sorry. And he just stares at you for a second. And he's talking. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Uh, he pricks you kind of hard on the next one. I think he's going. Uh, and he laughs a little bit and goes, <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, when I talked about the the examples that they, that related to thievery actually got kind of complex. Um, so if someone stole from you, really what you do is report it to the Silver Scare soldiers. They are the law in the city. Um, the judicial system, as it is, is run by House Alexander who is also, it's sort of like military, police, same thing, is the, is the idea there. Um, the reason that I said that it might involve Le Pomove, excuse me, uh, not my first language, um, <laughs> is that uh, the ruler of the House Alexander is a member of Le Pomove, so it all toys together. And if you wanted to take out a bounty on someone who'd stolen from you, you could still go to Le Pomove, but they're not the ruling force in that area. Mm. The majority of what they do is international sabotage, uh, trade of illegal arms, um, mostly smuggling. Uh, they also facilitate independent contractors who wouldn't go to a different business owner. So if you were a tanner of fine leathers, you'd go to a tanning business in the city. The thing is, there's just no, if you're a bounty hunter or um, an adventurer maybe, or um, someone who, a sellsword, right? Um, there's no standard job in the city for that. So La Pomme takes over, but they're connected to any number of things. That's the essential nature of the organization. Oh, that okay. makes sense. Okay. So uh, they're still real scary to me. Yeah. Well, uh, if you have no cross business with them, they're kind of as, as safe as walking into a bakery. 
Um, and there's no such thing as, um, like you can't make Le Pomme Vert Med because they consist of endless different individuals, right? Okay. Um, but making a member of Le Pomme Vert Mad could be problematic because they know other dangerous people. The only mm. person of re- any real import is uh, Countess Marie Sanglant. Um, she's the head of Le Pomme Vert um, and kind of the most powerful person in the city. How do you know if you have a bounty on your head? Um, bounty hunters will come after you. <laughs> oh, so you can't just like go to like a board and see? Uh, you could check them throughout the city, but there's a lot. Okay. I like look behind myself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look back. It's Devram over your shoulder okay, tattooing okay. you. I feel a bit safer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you all have any other questions about that? Or? No. Oh, that's really oh, I'm interesting. Interrupt my will and I'm like, and then she does I'm that sometimes. A little bit. I'm just like, the, yeah, the lady tattooing yeah. you looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> she stubbed her toe last night and did that for three hours. I did. Um, I did. <laughs> Devram, your oh, accent yes. sounds so familiar and it's just now hitting me. I don't know why it yeah, sure. didn't hit me the first time we spoke. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you. Sounds super familiar. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Jazzed. Oh, I'm from Zillium. Ah, neighbors to the south. Yeah. Uh, how is the big stone crowd? Good. Doing good. Cold and green, have, yeah? Yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but it's good. Mm. I'm sure. Glad to hear it. Yeah, we've been up to Jazz. No. Nah. I've always wanted to, though. It sounds like a cool place. It's hot. A lot of things that'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes everywhere. I mean, we've been to a few places. And... Very true. Ooh. A lot of deadly stuff in the world. Um, but honestly, uh, that's the basic name of the uh, nature of all that. And the houses are largely just wealthy and trading individuals. What do all the houses do? Uh, well, there's uh, uh, there's six of them. Uh, House Duvray, um, House Alendre, uh, House uh, Floracion, uh, House Dethel, House Alexander, and House uh, Keldron. Oh, we've heard of House Alexander before. Yeah, um, they're the ones who run the military, the silver scale soldiers. Oh, yeah. Um, each of the houses is named after a different uh, creature. House de Vry is House of the Sparrow. Um, house Alendre is House of the Bear. Uh, house Floracion is House of the Serpent. House Dethel, House of the Dove. Um, house Alexander is house of, the, house of the Sturgeon. And House Caldron is House of the Moth. And they all handle different stuff. Ooh. Um, the Moth is the magical one for sure. They do some weird <laughs> stuff, I bet. I don't know that each of them... Well, the Moth actually uh, takes care of... Um, uh, they run a lot of the fine art in the city, oh. craftsmanship, oh. stuff like that. So magical and performance. Why'd you they... know what? I'm likely a bit that they probably have something magical here. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Why'd they pick fish uh, to be the defense one? That's have you ever seen what a sturgeon is? No. It's a bloody big fish. Is uh, it as big as a kuatoa? <laughs> uh, that was that's a little racist. racist. Uh, have you all ever met a kuatoa? Yes! Yeah, yes! we're best friends. Hold up my hand. I, uh, I don't know what that means, but good for you. This is um, the right hand. I'm gonna try the other hand. Yeah, like you, you had the mark on the right hand, and you was just sort of like, okay, I don't, I don't know. This is fun. That's what Kuatoa means. Oh, the best friends. They like us. Mm-hmm. They like us. A means lot. we're good friends with them. Really? Yep. They yeah. said that we're good. I've only ever heard that they're very dangerous. Oh no, yeah, they're sweet. They're they sweet. tried to kill us, and you, all you have to do is give the one of them a blanket. Yeah, and they're really they're just sometimes they get they get cranky if they're lost, and if you kill like or, all of their friends. Yeah, and if someone family, kills all their friends, they, they get, get a little mad. cranky. But other than that, never met an angry. We Kuatoa. did not kill. Them. <laughs> we didn't kill them. We, we didn't do that. Them. We saved them. Well, uh, I was assuming that the people who brought back all my money for free did. I didn't kill the innocent creatures, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you all seem new to the big city. Um, try not to compare 
uh, some races to other races. It can be sort of uh, uh, demeaning and em- embarrassing. Right? Is Kuatoa a race or is it a monster? Uh, well, um, they're monsters in the common people's perspective. Anybody could be a monster if they're mean enough. That's yeah, true, exactly. but the Kuatoa we met weren't monsters. My mom they were monster. a little bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's a long awkward pause. And he just turns back to Greta and he says, um, uh, uh, the sturgeon's a huge plated armored fish. And uh, this scales are sort of silvery. So that's Very why they named sick. it after that. Uh, House Dethel, House of the Dove, they handle a lot of Unsin's administration. Uh, House Floracion, the serpent, uh, they do a lot of the ambassador work for the nation. Uh, Alendry of the Bear has to do with a lot of noble protection and guard. And um, uh, House Divroy, the sparrow, handle a lot of the uh, highest financing and money in the city. Um, and we'll say that you guys have been talking yeah. about this for quite some time. So what at does some the point, moth do? Uh, the moth, uh, their art and craftsmanship. Um, but uh, and uh, you guys talk about more things and other things, and eventually um, each of the artists pulls back, and you guys have uh, little yeah. little tattoos of bread. How big you are they? Them. Huh? How big are they? Um, each one of them is about that big. Okay. I like which it. one you got is about as that big, big. <laughs> as a cricket. Um, and uh, they look really good. They look exactly like the image you showed them. How does the um, nice. the magic ink? Is that, does it look different? Does well, it sparkle? He just sort of pats you right on the shoulder that just got tattooed. And, just like, <laughs> and he, he just sits you back up uh, until you're sitting up. And then he crum, 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 uh, flips the chair over and he, pull, he gestures for a hand. Okay. And you rush it out. He says, uh, uh, what do you want the tattoo? You want a wrist? Um, um, yeah, if you could give it to me on my wrist, then you're my hand. Yeah, so he takes your right hand, lays it down, and he says, oh, well, I've got a tattoo with that now. So, sorry, you got more. And oh, uh, no. he pulls out a different metal cylinder. And this glass rod, this rod is completely glass with a gold tip. And he pulls out this thick black liquid. And as he pours it in, the liquid is iridescent oh, going down no. the tube. Uh, lights up all these different colors as it moves. And he goes, oh, this is magic ink. So it'll be the same as the last one. But, uh, well. Is it another piece of bread? Uh, no. Well, technically, the tattoo has to resemble, uh, in some vague way, um, the thing that's being tattooed. It's got a magical t- connection. Oh, what is it? What does it have to look it like? It would usually be tentacles. Tentacles? tentacles you. Yeah. For the, for the, mm-hmm. could you follow my, the veins in my arm? <gasps> Very cool. Uh, sure. Yeah. The bark, I guess. Yeah, no, you can. Uh, and as much as your arm looks like bark, there is still veins that go down the arm. And he goes, I like that. That's a very original idea. Are you comfortable with this going down most of your lower, lower forearm? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and um, we'll save some time, but it is a long, very painful process. Um, it takes the next three and a half hours. So it's like evening now. At the time uh, yeah. So you guys are just sitting there for three and a half no, hours. Me and oh, do y'all want to go handshake. do something while this happens? Okay. Yeah, we're making up. We're making up a secret handshake for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. we, yeah. maybe you guys start there. Uh, but you guys are waiting, and we can go to whatever you guys might do in a second. But Boz, you're there for another three and a half hours. So by the time everything's said and done, it's like nine o'clock. Um, but uh, he spends that much time beginning down here at the joint of your your uh, bicep and your forearm. He show, he draws a, an, an eruption of water in great detail. And then from the water, there are many tentacles coming out upward to your wrist, and each one of them traces the length of a vein in incredible detail. It's beautiful. Just to be clear, this is for drawing the words in the air. Uh, he says, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, shoot, that is the one you asked for. Never mind. Never mind, he didn't do any of that. <laughs> I totally forgot you didn't get the coiling grasp. Uh, never mind, he didn't do any of that. Um, uh, so you wanted the, this is DM Zach. You yeah. wanted the Illuminator's tattoo to follow the veins in your arm? 
Um, I was gonna have it glow and almost like look like it was following like okay. energy okay. from. So uh, never mind. You said a different thing that he first under, he understood the first time and he does that instead. <laughs> um, so what he gives you is um, it's uh, it's text in Sylvan. Oh, he gets out a Sylvan scroll and copies down all the letters in Sylvan. I love that. Um, and uh, they trace your veins up to your wrist in between from. Yes. Is it kind of like when you go to get a tattoo in a different language and it may or may not be like what you think it's getting? Like, can um, I like point to it and be like, uh, that's not... As you read it, Boz, he is correctly writing. Okay, and okay. This this individual who's owned this very nice parlor um, has... Uh, you get the feeling that she's not fluent, but he's gained a basic understanding of a lot of languages just based on the tattoos people want. Okay. And um, he is writing a poem down the veins of your arm. Uh and he's actually copying it out of a text that he's opened. So it seems like a resource that he regularly pulls from. And it's beautiful. Um, it's essentially a poem about leaves falling out of a tree uh, in autumn. And uh, it just goes down uh, the veins from your elbow to your uh, wrist. And um, he finishes at some point, many hours later. I'll come back to you guys in just a second. Um, and um, uh, when he gets done, it hurts. Your skin isn't red. <laughs> it's kind of like green at <laughs> the tattoo points because of your bark skin. Um, but he goes... Uh, Go ahead and give you four on the flex for me. So I flex my forearm flex a little it. bit. Um, the text right lights up a little bit all along the veins, and the end of one of your fingertips glows. Okay, so I write. I want to write in Sylvan. Um, um, just the word magic. Okay. Um, I think you have to have something to write on, but let me check. Oh, you can't just write in the air. Well, let me check. Cause I need to check. Uh, 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 quick, uh, Abby, supplies with hold music. What? Micah, hold you can music. help. Holding music. Oh. Oh, wait. The place that I work has really groovy music. It's like really like, like bluesy. Like, okay, yeah. So you do have to, <laughs> you do have to write it. Um, I can give you more details at the end of the session. Uh, you do need to write it on something. Okay. Um, uh, and... You can speak if you so you can either just be writing that appears, or you can speak a creature's name, and they can become the only creatures that can see it for the next twenty hours, twenty four hours, and then it becomes invisible. Oh! And all of the text lasts for twenty four hours. Then can I invisible. speak more than one person's name? Um, we'll say that you can speak up to three. Uh, also, so far as this goes, this is the first time that we need to bring up um, magical items account for attunement slots. So you all can attune to a number of magical items equal to your proficiency bonus. Okay. So is this, this counts as one attunement slot. It counts as an attunement slot. So I'll always All have magical tattoos count as an, an attunement slot. So I can have one more magical item that I attune to? Yes. Yeah, because you guys have proficiency bonus plus two right now. And yep. so that means you can't use a magical item unless you attune to it? If it requires attunement. Some things do, some things don't. Oh, magical okay. tattoos do. Okay. Okay. But anyway, he finishes and uh, he provides you a, a piece of paper and you write and ink appears and it says in beautiful letters, magic. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, I, it's weird having magic come from a source that's not what I'm familiar with. I love what I do. But it's I like a fascinating it. practice. I like it a lot. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. If you ever lose another bag of pearls, let me know. We'll run next door to <laughs> I'll, call, I'll call you all first. And uh, we'll come, yeah. we'll find them. Yeah, please don't go in there again. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> like you guys do you want to come with us next time? She's oh, really no, good. Absolutely not. Okay. Could not pay me enough. We could probably snacks. beat her if you're with us. We could like one, Ooh, two. No. Ooh, like I, uh, Nope, not a fighter. If we get every single person in the tattoo parlor in Ooh, there, like we, could, we could take it down. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, uh, Greta and Craig, what have you guys been doing? I think in we've the been working on a handshake. 
Okay. You had hours, so you nail it. What's your What's your handshake? Okay, not what okay. I was... Listeners, <laughs> that was the handshake. Uh, you have a perfect picture. visual image. Whatever you thought of was correct. That is what they did. Uh, you guys now have a perfect mastery of that handshake. And can I, we write that? Should we write that? I, yeah, write down in your character sheets that you have the handshake. And you guys know that and can do that correctly at any point that you're not restrained or, or prohibited in some way. All right. Okay. I, I kind of like, I'm really excited about my tattoo, but I would have rather gotten a secret handshake with my friends. Um... Can I write that in my flaws? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no. um, and Devram says, uh, well, it's been nothing but a pleasure to work with you all. And um, I hope to see you all again. See you in a couple of years, maybe, when we get back. <laughs> sure. All right. And so I like... Uh, you guys can leave the yeah, shop. Yeah, can leave the shop. I say can we go, go straight home. I don't want to be in this... Yeah. I don't want to be in the town at night. You don't want to be in the yeah. town? I say let's just go back. Okay. Um, so the light has gone down the whole time that you guys have been in, in the parlor. As you walk out, um, you see Porta's filling these off for the first time at night. Or more specifically, you see the magic lane at night for the first time. Um, it is real. It is simultaneously not different at all and very different. First of all, you guys leave under the living tapestry. So you leave under their sign, which because it's a giant illusory magical luminous hand, it's like you're standing under a neon sign. Um, which is basically just kind of non-existent in this world. Um, and right now, it is currently transitioning between a deep purple and a beautiful light pink, the hand in colors. And it is currently drawing um, a moon rising over a landscape. And so pink light is flooding this part of the street, coming out from the hand that's writing an active motion above you. The whole hand in the image being like five by five feet in size. And the image is drawing even larger, maybe like 10 feet off the ground in front of you all. Um, as that is being drawn, um, there are less people out now that it's night, but seriously, still a lot of people, which is crazy. You've never been in a city with a whole lot of people at night, but there's still like on this street, you don't necessarily see hundreds and hundreds of people down the whole street, but you can still see probably a hundred people right now down the whole lane, which is more people than you've ever seen out at night. Is there a wizard battle? Uh, no. Why okay. not? But um, as you guys look around the street, um, you also see um, there is light. Uh, so... Not only are there the stars in the sky, and also the two moons are up. Um, Yalabrin's two moons are currently in the sky. Wow. Um, Tuilo and Tuila. Um, the larger being Tuilo and the smaller being Tuila. Um, Tuila is just coming up over the western horizon, and Tuilo is in the middle of the sky. Um, so this is all around. But there are also floating lanterns of light moving up and down the magic lane. Wow. All across. And as you guys look all the way past either end of the magic lane, you realize that this city has lighting. There are lamps all around the streets of the city that have been lit. Um, and as you all are sort of sat there for a moment, never having seen anything like this in your life, um, a, uh, a woman goes by on a broom. Um, and as she goes down, you can see her going down the other street. You watch her as she's, as she's flying down each street. Um, her, there's like light popping from her hands. You can hear her just sort of, as she's whizzing by faintly, like, I saw that. And as she's flying down the street, you can watch every lantern that she, every lamp that she floats by goes and lights up with fire. She must be someone who's paid by officials in the city to magically alight all of the lamps in the city every night. Um, and there must be a number of people like this who magically light up all the lamps every night. Wow. Um, and there's still people there. A lot of the shops have lights on. 
a lot don't. Some, you know, about half of the city currently seems open. The large um, uh, magic university you guys saw, um, uh, Birok's Arcane Arca uh, Academy, has like a number of, of windows that are still open. Um, or with light coming out from them. Uh, Madame Miscors, there's an orange light still coming out of the dim window. There's a um, window in front of it? Well, no, so there's still there's still the one window 20 feet up. Um, there's nothing on the ground. There's no windows or anything? No, no. Um, Do we have any eggs with us? I'm sorry? Why would we have <laughs> no, eggs? No, we don't have any eggs with you. Um, Roll for eggs. But uh, about half the shops in the street do seem closed. And people are, like, like a lot of the other uh, people who are at the Living Trapestry are leaving. They're closing it down. Yeah. Uh, are there any, is there any shops that are now visible at night that weren't there before? There is one shop that looks markedly different than it did in the daytime. Um, that really run-down building uh, didn't really look like a shop during the daytime. Um, that one that just kind of looked like a very abandoned run-down shack squished in between two buildings. You know, you could see like a slight light flickering out of the inside. Well, now... It still seems like there's kind of only one candle alight, but now that it's later at night, there's a lot more. Like it's like it's just more light by contrast, and that one building with no title or sign is still down the street. Mm. Um, okay, so guys, we don't want to go there. No. Um, no, you don't want to go there. We should go back. You want to go back to the inn to the tavern? Yes. We should night out on the town. Well, with the how boys. about I want to stop at Madame Miskors real quick. You I, don't wanna, I don't want to go inside. No. I don't want to go inside. Just trust me. Do you trust me? Yeah. Do you trust me? After all this time. Cool Next. Maybe, depending on what Craig wants to do. Because I guess, he, I think he gets grumpy when he gets tired. Okay, Craig. Um, okay, so <laughs> audibly growl. I walk over to Madame Miskor's. Okay, you walk across the street. and uh, Like, and, like you know, at an angle, some yeah, hundred feet yeah. or something. And uh, as on, you get close, that monkey on the, on the, um, on the barrel sort of looks up and looks at you. I, uh, I say, Madame Miskor. And I clench my fist, and I just write on the front of the building, Madame Miskor sucks. <laughs> okay. But only she can see it. Sure, yeah. You you whisper her name, and the tip of your finger lights up, and you write it on the front of the building. You guys see a like a golden, luminous light uh, oh, from oh. from Boz's finger, but you can't see any of what's being written. Can I? It. I want to say their names, too. Okay, yeah. Okay, Madame Miskor. So you guys Greg, can see it, and Greg. you can see Boz write, Madame Miskor sucks. How's it spelled? Is it spelled like S-U-X? Or like... I don't know how to spell her name. Oh, yeah, it's spelled so very I, wrong. So it's fine. spelled very wrong. But uh, she it's, gets... like, it's like Madame Masklub, but uh, <laughs> he writes it up there. I write yeah. sucks. I nail the word sucks, um, though. I'm going to throw uh, a berry at the window. Okay, you you uh, make a oh, dexterity gosh. check. What if she comes out like such a big fight? <laughs> it's been a good campaign, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Oh! Make a dash check, Craig. You gotta roll the dice. I did. I got a five. Oh. No. Yeah. Okay, you plot a berry. <laughs> Against a wall, falls to the ground. Did I hit the building, though? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm mm, happy. Barely. I'm okay. happy. Um, the monkey is just sort of sitting there looking at you all not saying I'm throwing at the monkey. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go. Uh, we don't want to get anybody. As you're sitting there, um, the monkey, the bottom jaw just sort of falls open. <laughs> And it what? turns its head and it looks at you, Boz. And you hear in your mind, We'll see you again, Boz. Let's turn And take a point of psychic damage. What? I don't as, even get a save? As suddenly in your mind, you hear, Yeah, okay. Make a make a uh, make an intelligence saving throw. Intelligence. Uh, that is a 15. Okay. Two points of psychic damage. Really? Yeah, because if there's it has to be haveable, right? So yeah, we'll yeah, take that makes two sense. instead. Um, 
and suddenly in your mind for a single moment you see an image of uh of your homeland uh just littered in dead bees everywhere well she doesn't know where i live she can't see she could only see me where i'm at right yeah but she's never she doesn't know where i'm from well who knows and you okay. don't know um she asked you about where you're from so you get the feeling she didn't but you do see flash in your mind your homeland with dead bees everywhere um, but it just sort of flashes for a single instant i spit on the ground in front of the shop okay and the monkey's jaw just sort of closes and it goes back to looking at people and as people pass by on the street it just goes come into the shop starts slapping the door again like it did the first time for you all yeah Okay. I'm going to start wandering towards that building. I say we go check out that place. Well, Greta is already strolling there based on okay. what she said. Uh, Greta, okay. <laughs> so um, you guys walk down the street and Greta's, it's like further toward the other side. So you guys are walking for a bit, but yeah. um, um, okay. as you're walking by, uh, odds or evens, Greta? Evens. No, odds. 13. Oh, good. good. Um, uh, there's a myriad of people who are passing by, all very yeah. interesting. Um, uh, you pass by any number of, of decadently dressed figures, interesting people. Um, you pass by, uh, one individual of note. Um, let's see. That would be really fun. Um, you pass by, uh, you pass by a woman. Uh, she has tawny skin, dark brown hair pulled into multiple braids. She is wearing these very layered beautiful gowns of deep purple with gold gilding along the edge and um uh her robes look they look like they'd be worn by somebody like magical she looks mage-esque mm. and she is carrying in her hand um a book a light blue book she's just sort of uh, and there's a little globule of light floating next to her as she walks uh so that she can keep reading the book she's a human woman and she's just like a finger and she's just thumbing through pages and she walks by you all as she's walking reading the book she passes by you all while you're walking. I'm going to stop and start, like, she's got this orb floating around her, mm -hmm. right? Orb rule. We have to follow yeah. her. So I'm going to, like, I see her coming in and I stop and then just kind of, like, my eyes are just glued to the orb. So I'm just kind of, like, walking beside her, staring at the orb. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love it. So you are walking in this way for quite some time. Um, and uh, as you're walking, like, she's sort of, She's out of the corner right and she looks at you for a moment. She's much taller than you. She's sort of. Hello. Hi. Like your orb. <laughs> Thank you. How'd you make it? Oh. Um, well, she snaps and it disappears. Oh. And she snaps again. Uh, and it appears again. Ah, magic. Very cool. What what are you reading? What's your um, name? Um I'm sorry. What's your name? <laughs> um, you may simply call me uh Suella. Uh, I'm reading um, Breaking Waves by Natalie Krem. What language is it in? Uh, common. Huh. I'm looking for a book in, I'm looking for like a book that will help me learn Unsen. Um, well, have you been to uh, one of the bookstores? Mm -mm. Um, there's one not too far from here. Um, Tomes and Texts. Uh, yes. Um, let's check my notes. Uh, it's probably like three streets down. And they have a book that can help me learn um, well, if they have books, that's where you find them. Okay. She just nods, keeps reading, keeps walking. Where are we at? Is, is Greta uh, well, Greta momentarily took a detour to follow this lady, but you guys are still on the path. I'm of standing in the middle I'm just like, of the okay, now. Craig, Greta's going to do her thing real quick. Let's just, <laughs> okay. let's, we don't want to make people scared of us. Um, 
I just go ahead and go into okay. the You guys building. keep walking to the building. Okay. <laughs> Do you rejoin your group? Okay. Greta catches back up to you. You guys get to the building. It does look like... It just looks like a shack. Um, it looks like it was at one point a different kind of building, but every feature, every quality of it um, is just so worn and so lost that it's kind of hard to tell whatever it even used to be. Um, but uh, it's got a creaking broken door on the front that hangs at a side and both of the windows, they once had shutters that are broken and hanging at angles and you can just see the orange light sort of pouring out. Can't see any other quality to it. I'm going to okay. knock on the door. I'm just going to try and open dun, the door. Dun, dun. Who is there? <laughs> Who is there? You hear from the inside. A friend. I uh, wish I didn't say that. Do you come for business? We come for pleasure. It's <laughs> a long pause. What the <laughs> well, it's like business or pleasure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, there's a long pause. Um, and uh, let me make sure that I have this character's name. Okay, yeah. Um, if you are not here for business, go away. We're here for business. We're here for business. Did you not hear us? We said business. Business. <laughs> you hear from inside. Yes, like. Has <laughs> okay. um, anyone opened the door? I open the door. Yeah. Okay. And it like it like pulls at an angle, so you have to like duck under it as you go inside. And do all three of you enter? Yeah. Okay, you all walk in. Um. The space is a very abandoned, like sort of wooden parlor room. There are cracks in the floor, holes in the bottoms of the wall. As you guys enter, a rat like runs into a into a hole in a wall real quick, and there is just rat. a <laughs> there is a single candelabra sitting on a single counter. It looks like there used to be shelves along the sides of the room, but they've all broken in. And there's two doors leading to some sort of a backspace, but you can't see them, and uh, there's no one there. Um, and then after a moment, there's like a of feet and a woman comes coming or walking around a corner at least kind of a woman um what uh she's about five five um she has thin almond eyes uh long black straight soft hair that falls around her shoulders um light skin uh high tall pulled back features except her face comes almost to such a point as to look kind of angular at different sections and she has light green scales all across her skin. And her eyes are like pulled back so far as to not look like as they're of Asian descent, but almost kind of further. And there's black slits in the middle and they look kind of reptilian. She walks up to the counter and her, her nails are so long that they're almost kind of claws. And she puts a hand down and she says, what do you all want? Have you met Madame Miskor? <sighs> I do not say that name. We don't like her very much. No. I like her neither. What do you sell? Jewels. Oh, oh, oh. hey, I like those. Do you know the guy who does the tattoos using jewels? Do you do business with I him? have traded some of my supply to Devram. Oh, he's cool. But only through intermediaries. He does not provide what I buy. What do you buy? Blood. Oh. This is the blood bag. You bring me blood. I give you jewels. What do you use the blood for? You give me blood. Oh. I sell you jewels. Does it matter whose blood we give you? No. Oh. Blood for jewels. Ours, is some blood worth more? Yes. Out of the three of us, whose blood is worth the most? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Your blood would be the same. Oh. Are any of you all magical? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. 
The magical blood would be worth more. I say. Guys, this is my blood. I think mine might be magical. I don't have any magic. <laughs> you all are not very good at whispering. Neither are you. We just sound like you. That was offensive. <laughs> oh my gosh, Craig, this is her business. Sorry, sorry. Greta has a knife in her trade. Uh, How much blood do we have to give no! you to... I've already made one deal with the devil this week. Am I this one? No. Today. You mean you've made yeah. one deal? Today. Yeah. <laughs> like 10 hours ago. <laughs> um, uh, wow. And she explains um, that there are different amounts of blood that correspond to what you can receive. So um, she essentially, she pulls out a little glass vial a little wooden cup and then she pulls out a whole like bucket she says you can trade it for me in vials in cups or in gallons and she explains that um there are one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen kinds of precious gems that she sells jacinth jade opal pearl ruby diamond agate Amber, sapphire, mica, quartz, and obsidian. I'm sorry. How much are the pearls? Uh, she explains. Um, two pearls. I, we want two pearls. I can sell you pearls of different values. I can sell them for 300 gold worth of pearl. For 500. For 750 and for 1,000. DM. Yes. The pearls that we were looking at, they're the 1,000. You were aware right? that they were... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. And I... Um, for the, for the, for the nice ones, for the real nice ones, is it, I, how much is it? I still warm heart for the thousand. For just one? Yes. What if it's still beating? <laughs> she gives you a startled expression. How could you bring me a beating heart? It does not matter. It matters a lot. <laughs> You're making me nervous. I'm making you nervous right now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that actually makes me feel a lot more relieved um, that I can that make makes you feel me more nervous. nervous. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, if it's concerned, you don't worry about it. I'll take it somewhere else. But if you want the one for seven fifty, just a gallon of blood. Uh, no. Um. How no. long are you open tonight? Like, are you open like all I'm night? I'm always open. Okay. So, like, even on weekends and holidays. <laughs> I do not take holidays. Oh my gosh. Oh my oh goodness. You gotta take care of yourself. <laughs> I do not need to sleep. Oh. I honestly oh, am jealous. Sis, yes, you do. You know, you gotta take care of those eyebags. <laughs> Please forgive me. No, you don't. You don't. You look amazing. Please don't. Okay, Craig, Craig, go wait for us outside. Go wait for us outside, okay? Craig, um, what do you do with the blood? No. no. Do you drink it? That's that my business. I'm just curious. Is that why you don't? A friend is that to a friend. So good. I know. That's like, what. Is that why you don't need sleep? <laughs> We're gonna be right back, guys. Follow me. Let's go outside. Okay. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay. Do we have to not reach time out? Or can we just come in? Are we like on that level yet? You can just. Are we friends? Okay. I'm gonna try and like reach out and like touch her hand. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> um, she pulls her hand away and instantly her hand darts under the desk and pulls out a knife. Okay. Is that, okay. Is that how you get people's blood? Do you all just treat people this way? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for them. We're new. We're new here. We're not from here. No, we're not. Well, you have a respectable I business. Do. This and is how we I need treat people. to respect the business. I'm asking questions. If you are here to accost me, do not come back into my shop. No, to accost? I, well, no, I don't even okay, know what that word means. To bother. To bother? I don't even know what that word means. I'm sorry. 
we don't want to do that. Here, take a. I I put a gold coin on the counter. So it's not what you she want. She just pulls it out of the desk. I'm sorry. Put down the knife, man. Mark off a gold. <laughs> um, do you guys walk outside like you were saying? I start to. Yeah. Okay, the three of you walk I'm just outside. Like... The door <laughs> behind you as you close it. It's, it does not move slowly because it's not like an angled hinge. Mm-hmm. Only two of the hinges are still on the wall. We have to go to the auction right now. The auction? Yes, with the monster parts. What are we going to... Blood. But what about your heart? I'm not giving her the heart. Okay. That heart belongs to somebody really cool and I want to meet them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. It might be Fair enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. What are you guys doing? Okay. Let's go to the auction. Can we go to the auction real quick, please? Yeah. Please, please, please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. You guys, he loves me. They love me much. there. They love me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys move expeditiously all the way down to the other side of the street and you get to the auction. Um, as you get there, there is a light at the corner um, uh, that is keeping everything aglow. And um, as you get there, you recognize Big John, the Goliath, yeah. um, who, uh, this is how I speak in a British accent. This is Courtney right here. This is Courtney. That's how I'm going to talk today because that's his voice. <laughs> I haven't done Madame Score. I don't have a palate cleanser. I can do this. It's a very simple voice. I've never had trouble doing it before. Anyway, <laughs> you get there and he is pulling um, uh, like a wooden um, divider. Oh, shoot. What do you call the things that people can pull down over like counters oh, like of shops? Screen, yeah. Yes, he's pulling a wooden John, screen. John, 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 wait, wait. It's me. <laughs> I need I need help. I don't know. I need what help. What do you want? I need how blood. much DM? How much was for the blood she want? Uh, she, she told you that seven hundred that like a gallon of blood is worth yeah. seven hundred fifty worth. How much for three gallons of blood of whatever whatever blood you have? You want mine? Not not your blood, but I assume you have monster blood. He looks back to the only employee who's still there, who is a half orc, who goes like, <laughs> "You don't have monster blood." Like, not a lot of people come around looking for monsters. Can you like squeeze the parts really hard? <laughs> he looks at the half orc. He sort of like puts a hand on a big jaw and starts stroking it. And he goes, yeah, I guess I could. I guess I could give and, you a lot of monster blood. And then you could keep the parts and still sell them. I just I just completely rebranded your business. I sh- Where's your heart? <laughs> I don't I actually don't have it with me. <laughs> but Come on, I can give you that. Uh, how much how much gold? Uh like- a hundred a significant amount of gold if you want all that blood okay i have a hundred gold how, how much is how can i do that looks back at the half work the half work goes like make a persuasion check <laughs> like i literally just like increased his business oh that is plus five four so 21 oh okay. he goes Whew. He'll come crawling back eventually. And he like starts walking across the shop. Um, I like him. He pulls out this huge, meaty hunk of flesh. <laughs> Just flesh. And uh, he pulls out, he like goes walking back into a closet somewhere in the back of the shop. Because it leads back into what seems like, it's a huge space, but there's doors on the other side that go to places you guys can't see. And like a door like... Mm-hmm. The other side, and then it opens, and he comes walk back across the space with a big bucket, and the the flesh is like this big in his hands. To you guys, it would be like this big. Oh my god! <laughs> and he just uh, he just holds it over the bucket, and he just with his really muscular arms and hands, he just goes Super and starts oh, squeezing it together. And there's like a yeah. and blood just comes pouring out thick, <laughs> thick, what thick, kind of thick, thick blood. It is dark blue, and just starts squeezing out into this big wooden container, and he goes. Mm. And he like finishes squeezing it, and then like he like it lets go. It goes back out to like half of its regular size. It's a sponge. 
Flash sponge. Flash no. <laughs> and he just tosses it back around the counter behind him and he goes <laughs> on the counter. And he, he just <clears throat> pushes the bowl toward you. Is it about three gallons, you think? Um, make an intelligence check, boss. <laughs> oh my god. Lots <laughs> of gallon. I can get sixteen. So he turns back to you, Greta, and he goes, oh, that specifically came from a manticore. Sick. Yeah. Oh my That's gosh. Awesome. Okay. So I make a, a make a Do you even know nature what that is? check. Is, is that it a magical? Nature is? Check. Um What'd you get on your intelligence check? I got sixteen. Uh <laughs> it looks like about like two and a half gallons of blood. Two and a half gallons. We could we can deal with that. We can use that. Twenty-three. <laughs> you said that was you said that like you were like like sassing me this way. You said that. <laughs> I didn't um, yeah, you know what a manticore is. Um, they are very, very, very dangerous creatures. Um, they are like huge lions with the faces of humans. Uh, cool. uh, that can they're intelligent. They can speak, and they have huge leathery wings, and their tails produce many spikes that they can fire out with. And they eat other, they eat living people, um, and they prefer humans above all. So like a sphinx, just, kind of? Um, that is what a manticore is in D&D. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool. Um, cool. Let's run we back. asked for three gallons, though, and this is two and a half, so oh. I'm wondering if you would take in oh. five gold for it. Oh, no, sure. Um, look, Mike, what you can do is you can just go ahead and give me uh, probably the rest of the gold. Maybe another 25. What? That would be well. You know, 25 gold. 25 gold? Yeah, another half gallon. Oh, no, I'm slipping in Devon. Is that uh, okay? <laughs> 25 gold for another half gallon? Yeah. Okay. For a half gallon? Oh. I'm trying to, I can't do, I'm like, okay. You drive a hard bargain, Big John. Mm-hmm. Is it Mr. Big John or just Big John? Just Big John. Okay. <gasps> I'm Big Mike. <gasps> this is not There's a, a brief tear in the fabric of reality. <laughs> Everything ripples a little bit. <laughs> And the whole universe cries out all together at one moment, Big Mike! <laughs> That's canon. Oh, no. It's, it's so love. You just said it. I Your word is law. Dungeon master. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you hand him over another 25 gold. Yeah. He picks up the same piece of flesh and squeezes it a little harder. You could have just squeezed and, it a little harder. And a little more John. comes out and he just gives you a smile. And you did that to spite oh. me for the heart. And he, he just goes up. And he pushes the rest of the thing toward you. I mean, he's not even trying to deny it. He's like, yeah, I well, don't like it. Well, thanks for keeping it open for And then uh, he, he grabs the rest of the shutter and just goes, um, I'll see you. Yeah, I'll see I you. Okay. you. And then pulls it down. Okay. <laughs> and it closes. I, I, I pick up this. All right, guys. Oh, All right, guys. Check, boss. Why don't you make a strength check? Oh my gosh. That is an eight. Okay. Boss starts to pick it up. It starts to list to one no, side and starts to spill. I'm going to help. I'm going to help. Okay. I'm going to run over. No, okay. Yeah, why don't uh, you make like straight check, Craig, Craig, Craig. And Craig can help. Yeah. Craig, Craig. you will you will an advantage because uh, Greta's helping, we'll say. Hey, it's so hard to roll the dice in here. No, no! Oh, She's trying to make art. What'd you, what'd you roll? What'd you roll for? I have not. I rolled a, I'm doing math. Okay, so you can roll strength. Roll, roll again. Roll I roll get to roll an advantage or? No, Craig gets to. Craig gets to roll an advantage. That's a two. Okay, so I, got a, I, got a, I got a 17. I got a seven. Mm-hmm. You. We we just said I just let you give Craig advantage. Wait, seventeen plus five. Cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. With a, with a twenty-two, you start to drop it, and Craig just walks up and just <laughs> and just holds it fully. We in his love hands. Craig. Easy. Craig and his blonde hair. Uh, and Craig, your My biceps like sort of bulge against your arm. Yeah. Craig, you're so strong. 
Thanks, Craig. Okay, so you guys start carrying a huge sloshing vat bl- <laughs> of blood down the street. Okay, let's, yeah. we, we want to go back to the... Yeah, yeah so you guys, let's hurry. You guys walk back to the blood bag. Um, you guys get over there. You go in the door. Um, as you go back in, um, uh, the woman walks out again. Uh, she she rounds the corner. And she uh, at the moment you walk in, she goes... That smells wonderful. It's magical. And it's very good. Only the best for you. I am pleased. Is it magical? It is. It's manticore. It's manticore blood. Oh. Manticore. Yes. Yes. Lay it on the counter. Nope. Not yet. I want to make sure we get what we deserve for this. I deal correctly. You give me your word? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you need a straw? We can bring you lots of blood. You fat. We got this very quickly. You really did. So this is like starting a relationship. Oh yeah, we're like gonna be besties, you know. I don't know about that. Profession. Do you want the crystals? Yes, we do want the crystal. I put it on the couch. I, I will tell you the pearls. Technically, Craig has the. Yeah, we want pearls. We want I it. like. I put it on the counter. <laughs> Sits on the counter. Oh wait. Back in the container. Never mind. No. She pulls out. She pulls out a bag. Not a bag. A bag like that big, and okay. lays it down on the counter. And she um, pulls it out. She looks down and she pulls out uh, three pearls. They're all about that big. Lays them out on the counter and they roll out. Um, and they all look about slightly smaller than the ones that Devon was dealing in. She zips up the bag, puts it under, picks up the bowl all by herself. <laughs> can I like, as she's, can I like reach my finger? Okay, you got it. And she, she goes to slap your finger please, away. She just wants to touch please. it. Can you touch the blood real quick? We didn't. We didn't argue. Make a persuasion check. We didn't <laughs> make a persuasion check. Please don't lick it off your hand. <laughs> she's like. That's exactly what she's wanting to do. A nine. She she slaps your hand away. Oh. She picks up the the vat, carries it behind. She goes around a corner into some darkened space. You hear something shifting and moving, and she walks back out. Is that all for you all? Uh yeah, yeah. Oh, how much if I just gave you a little vial of my blood? How much would I get? What kind of crystal do you want? Uh, what do you have again? DM, what did she have? Uh, she had jacinth, jade, pearl, opal, ruby, diamond, agate, amber, sapphire, mica, quartz, and obsidian. And the idea is that like these are often spell components. So if you need a specific spell component, you can come in. Oh, get the mica. I get the get mica. Amber. Get the What's mica. What's the first one? Um, jacinth. What is that? Uh, it's just a really beautiful... Uh, give it a Google. It's G-A-C-I-N-T-H. Craig. Is, um, for whatever I, it's worth, um, uh, Druid, um, the spell Revivify requires diamonds. Ooh. Just whatever that is. You don't have that yet, but at, at, at third, when you have third level spells uh, and cleric, Reviv- you'll need diamonds every single time you want to revive someone. Um, but I don't know that as a character. You don't know that. I'm just, I'm just saying that's so, like a good example. Um. Can, uh, I'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. No. Hold what? on. Oh. DM. Spell Micah. M-I-C-A. Get it. That sucks. Get it. Get it. Get it. It doesn't it. even spell my name. Okay. No. How much for the Micah? How much do you want? The smallest amount. A cup of blood. A cup? Uh, a cup? I'll help you. No. I just bought you I can help you. No. It was... 
I can I, help you, Craig. No, I'm fine. Craig, I'll it's help fine. you. If all of I us give blood, up. if all three of us give blood, it'll be just a little bit per person, right? A yeah. cup. It's like a third of a cup per person. So you want the blood? We want what? the mica. We want the mica. Oh, right. <laughs> she she just pulls out a wooden cup and puts it down on the counter. So um, I'm like, like mm. you do you cut yourself a beard? <laughs> no. I mean you can. Yeah, I mean if you yeah. want to, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing what? it. Yeah. Okay. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, Greta pulls out a knife and just cuts her hand to take a point of slashing damage. Uh, and you bleed Fair into the enough. cup a pretty good amount. Um, Can I, I, I do oh. the same to me. Okay, take a point of slashing damage. Um, your blood pours into the cup. Craig? You don't have to, Craig. Well, you don't have I'll to. I'll cover the next portion if you don't want to do too. it. Yeah, we okay. can cover it. Okay, I cover the last portion. You cut I yourself again. Uh, you're well, it's in, more like I don't bandage it up and I just kind of like... Okay, you're in a lot of pain. Uh, it's a lot of blood to fill up a cup. A lot. But uh, yeah, uh, take two points of slashing then. I'm oh, so just, good at like getting yeah, y'all to yeah. do everything for me. Um, and she takes the cup. I don't ever want to do anything for you She again. walks into a backspace and then she comes back out with a thin slate-like uh, dark stone that looks kind of brittle. And she slides it across. It's about like that big around. She slides it across the counter to you. For you, Craig. I have it. It's mine. I pick it up and I put it in my pocket. All this for you a can joke. Put up, you can put <laughs> up, it's a mica! You can put 500 gold worth of mica in your inventory. <gasps> I have a mica! I'm worth it. You can put gold. 500 gold worth of mica in your inventory. That is our no. mica. Just to be... Uh, to yeah. Our mica. No. Yeah. And she says... <laughs> Thank you all for your business. Please get out of my shop. What was your name again? Um, Vyashath. 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 I can't even. My, my Are you all making that. fun of me again? No, no. that was in my person oh, voice. Can I bless Not you, Vyashath? Oh, yeah, it's so different. <laughs> what? Vyashath, can I bless you for your kind hospitality? Sure. Can we sing her a song? No, yeah. just real, real quick. Please do not sing me a song. I have song. to touch you. How to, I have to touch you to do it, but I will bless you if you allow me to. No. Okay, then I won't do it then. Ha! Sucks for you. I was just she kidding. She just picks up her knife and walks around the corner and the door <laughs> closes. Can we leave? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Can we okay. go back to the top? Yeah, back at the shop. Okay. Yep, bye. I write Madame Miscore sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I only I only allow me, Craig, and Greta to see. Okay, yeah. So you guys can see. Uh, um, it says on the front of the shop, um, "Madam McLeod Clab sucks." Um, <laughs> and uh, you guys uh, go walking back down the Boss, street. Do you vandalize anything else? No, I'm not vandalizing anything. It, it is. It is definitively vandalism. Actually, <laughs> it's harmless um, vandalism. I don't know what the big deal vandalism. is. It goes away in 24 Let's hours. Let's go to. The so tavern. does egg, and Let's y'all wouldn't let tavern. me egg Madame Miscor's <laughs> Okay, house. so you guys, if you don't do anything else, you walk Anyways. back to the town. Um, Greta, you on the way back, you do pass Tomes and texts, but it is closed. Mm. Uh, but you see where it is as you go back. You guys get back to the tavern. Yeah. When you get there, it's about 10.30 at night. Um, wow. Not that you guys would be able to precisely tell that. I'm just saying that for players for reference. It's night. Um, Can it be 10.12? Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's it, amazingly, there's still people the whole time, still silver scaled soldiers passing through town, all sorts of stuff. Um, but eventually, you guys get back to the warm hearth. When you get back there, the fullest it's been, um, it is bu- 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 bumping. Uh, <laughs> clearly, they get their most business okay. early morning and late evening. 
Um, there's probably like 85 people on the central dance floor. Oh my gosh. And you guys have to like work your way edging around the booths I to have get by. Greta in Boz's Wait, hand. Can and I'm I climb them. like on top of Boz? Boz, do you let her? I like on my shoulders? Yeah, like like just like <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Why don't you make a? Why don't you make an athletics check? No, no I, I want to say like I feel like you're trying to get up and like lift you up to my shoulders. Do you? Are you climbing him or are you letting him lift you up? Yeah, I'll let him lift me. Okay, then yeah, like, you up there, you yeah. teamwork. Teamwork. Uh, so you're like riding on his shoulders, and Cra- yeah, Craig, you're falling behind, and you you guys get around to the corner of your rooms. Um, that Goliath woman who you all saw waves from however down to you all, well, up at you because you're visible ah! above the crowd. You guys round the corner up the stairs and you go back to your room. Oh, your stuff's gone. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I feel like you can only do that once. No, yeah, I can only, yeah. And uh, we got it out of the way, so I'm no longer scared, which makes me worry that you're going to do it again. Well, so. I wasn't. I, didn't, I never thought of doing it again until you brought it up just then, and now I'm really thinking about it. But okay. you guys get back to your room, um, <laughs> and you're in your room. Can okay. I attune to the magic heart? Uh, you can sit there and try and focus on it for an hour. Do it. Attunement wanna... requires thinking and focusing on something for an hour. Okay, so I'm going to go... And also, I'll say you get in your room, you light the candles. I'm going to jump off of Boz's shoulders and just face plant onto the bed and take a nap. Okay. Make an acrobatics check. Just because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> What'd you get? 15. Okay, yeah. Jump off his shoulders on the bed. Do you do a flip? I'm just kidding. No, just, um, no, just and a... And you, uh, Greta's out like a light. Apparently, <laughs> like, I mean, like, it looks like she knocked herself out, but just, just went straight to sleep. <laughs> Greg, are you going to sleep? No. You're not you're gonna you're gonna stay awake? I need to make sure that Greta is safe. I'll make sure Greta's safe if no, you wanna go to sleep. Okay. Greta's um, safe. Go. Okay. Greta is Craig. <laughs> yeah. Could you make a um a deception check for me? And Boz, could you make an opposed insight? I got. Oh no! I need this to be a very accurate, very accurate thing. So you said deception. Spoilers. Well, I mean, (laughs) you said deception. What'd you get, boss? I got twenty-three. Hold on, that would be a twenty. Just a natural (laughs) twenty. I'm so sorry, Craig. Um, (laughs) There's something weird about the way that Craig says. What are you talking about? What did he get? He got got twenty-three. Yeah, um, he's rolled like crap the whole time, but your man's got some insight. Um, no! So there, you just you don't you're not even sure what it is, but you get the slightest feeling there's something weird about the way you said that. It doesn't necessarily require you to do anything about it. You just get that feeling. I'm just really tight. No, I'm not gonna say anything else. Craig, <laughs> I'm gonna. Craig, look at me. Why are you staying awake? Really? I just I need um. It's Plays like <laughs> the tattoo. It's going to keep me awake because of pain. That doesn't have anything to do with Greta. I just thought I would like sit with her and like make sure she was okay. And while well, I have to stay awake because of the tattoo pain. Why do you seem weird? I don't know what you're talking about. No, what I'm talking about is you seem a little weird. I might just be really tired. I mean, I did run for like, what, eight minutes? I don't know, something like that. Oh, he's got the spell cards. No, Landon. Landon, no. <laughs> Landon. 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 I just want to see if I can do this real quick. 
I'm just kidding. I can't do anything. I just want to make you feel stressed <laughs> out. <laughs> you are low. low. This is how you know that he's my brother because he can do these things. And like, um, <laughs> Craig, I know you're not telling me the truth right now. I love you. It's okay. And I'm not going to go to sleep. Oh. I thought, yeah. I mean, okay. You can stay awake with me while I stay awake. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, if I try to like spend some time with the heart. Okay. And uh, like look at it, focus on it, think about it. Um, oh, I can't do what I wanted to do now because Craig's being weird. Can you just tell us your things now so that we can? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, you walk over your bed, you untuck the heart from being tucked in, <laughs> and you pull out the jar. It's just still in the jar. How big is it? Ah, like human heart size. Um, I don't know how big a human heart is. Like, like, a bit bigger than that. I, um... Mm. No, I'm thinking the bones. can I trust you in here by yourself? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I'm so <laughs> It's not that that's not true. You just said that so unconvincingly. <laughs> is that true? Why would you not trust me? Can I make an insight check? Yeah. Craig, I'm not going to do pose. something untrustworthy. He, but he can still insight you. Um, would you like to oppose? To, yeah. to keep any intentions hidden, so then uh, make an opposed deception check. What'd you get? Okay. Um, I got a five. Got a 13. Nah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like, oh, he's going to do something dubious, but you feel like there's something he's not telling you. Okay. Craig, everyone's allowed their secrets, and I'm going to go take my secrets. Um, so I walk into the bathroom again. <laughs> not the, the bathroom. The bathroom of mystery. Uh, yes. Where is... With the heart. I take the heart with me. Okay. Oh my gosh. I feel... Okay. I'm going to let you take control. Uh, <laughs> no, this still has... This is, this is, this is your choice of your actions. You got to do them. Um, Boz, you walk in the bathroom with the heart. We'll start there. Um, also, you don't know where you've seen it last. Where I've seen it last? Well, you know you know where it usually is. You know, it's usually in the bread bag. Gosh! Okay. Um, but well, it was usually in the bread bag. You, uh, you walk into the bathroom. You have the heart with you in a jar. It's just... I pull the orb out of my pocket. Okay. Um, the black void is just pulsing in the orb. You have the orb. You're you're holding the heart. Old. Yes. As you say that, the black fluid pulses harder, and these like thin tendrils start to pulse out. And the little blackest light in the middle of it uh, sort of appears, and you can hear the voice in your mind. It's not that I'm not scared of you but you're definitely not the weirdest thing I've seen today (laughs) neither are you I want to know more about this heart and I don't know why but I feel drawn to it Mm, interesting the floor is yours it is, isn't it, Buzz? It is. Like I said, a relationship, yes? Yeah. You would like to know about the heart. Mm-hmm. I would like something as well. I have expressed it previously. I know, we're getting, we're, we're stuck in the city right now. We can't, we have a ship. I don't, I don't even know if it's going to sail, but, um, 
I mean, I think that's a start. You know what I mean? Like we're putting an effort to leave. I will need more. You could simply not do what I ask. Anybody could do anything they want. I mean, this is about trust, right? Like, um, like true. I said, I am still worried about you. I have been alive a long, long time, Buzz. Trust is good, but agreements are better. <laughs> You're right. Can you, um, what would it take for you to agree to one extra thing? What would that item be, Buzz? I just want to keep my home safe. That's all I want. I don't care about any... As beautiful as the city is, as great as these places are, I just I just want my home to be okay. So what is the extra thing that you want from me? I would... That's all. That's all I would give. I cannot guarantee that, Buzz. But I cannot... I can actively not harm it. Um, we can keep... We're going to be together for a long time. I mean, it's a long journey, so I think mm. we can keep discussing this and talking about it, but that's... Certainly. That's what I want. That's what I need. That's what I need. The orb is just sitting in your hand, pulsing. Okay. Or oh, the orb is still... The fluid is pulsing. I put it away. Okay. Put it into a pocket. Yeah. I look at the heart. It's just sitting there. In the jar. I stare at it for a long time. Okay. Focus on it for a very long time. I don't really feel any connection. Nothing seems to happen. Um, can I cast familiar forma? See what the heart, what I appear as to the heart. <laughs> yes yes you can um i have to make an intelligence saving throw don't i um oh it's in the word document i don't have my laptop so if you could pull that up yeah let me check that real Heart quick npc be like <laughs> <laughs> this just got really really interesting um craig while this is happening why don't you make a history check pretty low dc okay all right wow okay um Intelligence saving throw? Yeah. You have trouble piercing into any central entity oh, of this heart. Dang it. Oh, got a five. Five? Okay. Um, <laughs> DC was a five. Uh, yeah, because it's literally just remembering something that's happened to you. <laughs> um, uh, in the last couple days. <laughs> It was literally, can you remember a pretty significant thing that happened? Okay. Um, you remember that the orb can often be summoned by willing it. Okay. You just remember that. As you're Is sitting there out there. Fuming. There's a bathroom. <laughs> There's no like wardrobe. Uh, no, in your two silver per night room, um, there is. Is a there room. a balcony? Is there a basement? Also, for the record, you guys are aware that probably like tomorrow night, you probably owe another two silver. Okay. It's two silver night. But anyway, um, but boss, uh, you know, you I thought you we have... paid for three nights in advance. We did, yeah, because we're staying here. Then I should have made you do six silver, my bad. Well, I did. Um, I did do six silver. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, I remember all things, but good to him. Yep. Uh, never mind. <laughs> um, 
We can go back and, and you listen know to with it. confidence that you have two more nights. <laughs> I'll go um, back and listen to make sure. Uh, no, I, you did. I'm, it's coming back to me. You should know this. Um, oh my god! You're just kidding. You're gonna make him throw us like no, a no, monster. No. There's gonna be an ogre. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, oh, man, you have I'm trouble really so peering, chaos. but as you try and reach into the mind of this thing, you you feel like because your ability is about sort of reaching into mind. Actually, I'll tell you. What, let's let's back this up a bit. You reach into a kind of magic that's unfamiliar to you, that has only become familiar for the last few months, the sort of thing that has bled into your mind ever since you met that strange man in the field. And um, you try to sort of reach into the mind of this heart the way that he reached into yours. And as you do, you feel foolish. It's just a heart in a jar, but you feel a consciousness. But it feels strong. It feels hot. And as you sort of try to peer into it, there's like a sting in your mind all of a sudden. And you have trouble piercing further. So you're just sitting in the jar. You're sitting in the, in the I'm bathroom. I'm sitting in the jar. You're sitting in the bathroom. <laughs> in the jar. Boom, you're in the jar. <laughs> the heart's holding you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Craig, Boz has been in the bathroom for about an hour. Okay. Greta, what are you dreaming about? <laughs> Just for fun. Give me a second. Yeah, okay, no rush. Uh, I'm dreaming about, so wait, can I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just for fun. So, first it's just darkness, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's like clouds, and it's like, and just happy, fluffy white clouds. And then it's like the clouds start to get more itchy, and they kind of get kind of oily, and they, like, they get, like, less, like, watery and cloudy and more like kind of like almost hairy and then i realized mm. oh my gosh i'm drowning in a sheep and i <laughs> click in my like i wake up and i'm like drowning in like there's like 30 sheep and they're just like and there's no there's no gravity or like they're not walking they're just like they're just sheep it's all like, around you yeah they're just it's like sometimes i get kicked in the face with my <laughs> leg sometimes it's like i get feeling a little like of like a sheep mouth on my face and then it's just it but it's just like whirlwind of like of wool and hooves and and sheep okay wow okay i wonder what scene. <laughs> i wonder what a like i don't know person who knows how to interpret dreams would say about that but anyways. i had a dream about a colorful com- this isn't real me as a person I had a dream about a computer <laughs> monitor and it was a stress dream about a computer like i want to hear about a- that later yeah i'll tell you okay so anyways. uh craig you're in the living room boss has been in the bathroom for an can hour can i summon old okay so you sit there Are i'm you like in your bed okay. with like my pointer fingers yeah, to my temple i'm like that TikTok face i look a little constipated and then um <laughs> and as as you uh, as you sit there thinking really hard all of a sudden there's a weight in your lap <gasps> yes you look down the orb is in your lap i'm like i pick up old and i just kind of like Get him and I you hold the you hold the crystal orb. Uh, the black inky fluid is just pulsing old, around in it. Old, are you there? I've, um, I've been wanting sort of pulses some more, and then it's pose, pulsing slows, and the edges of it stretch out, and it sort of starts reaching out into tendrils of black, like dark uh, iridescent ooze, and the central little darkest point emerges in the middle of it. You hear in your mind, bro. Hello, Craig. I'm so happy to finally meet you. I... <laughs> I'm happy to meet you. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while now. 
are interested. I think it's a little unfair that my uh, my friends are keeping you away from me, which I don't know. Craig has like, this little bitter feeling, this like twinge of frustration from that mm-hmm. because why? So he can. So I like continue talking to old. I'm like, old. I've got some questions for you. Ah, go on. I. I was wondering. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you could offer me? Any what sort do of you leverage? Want? There is much that I could offer. I have been alive for a long time. What would you like? I I want to have a a deeper source of power. I feel like I'm always fighting to get I'm always fighting for respect here. In every part of my life, I'm always fighting for respect and people just don't want to treat me with they always downplay my abilities and I just I want to fix that make a persuasion check Craig no do you have inspiration do I have inspiration do I have inspiration I don't think I have inspiration you don't have a check on your sheet but I I also don't know that you've I've ever seen you check it when I tell you that you do <laughs> yeah, I've oh. definitely told you a time or two and you've not checked it. So I'll oh. tell you what, odds are even the Craig. Odds. Okay, you have inspiration. Ah! Yes, okay, okay. Can I assist? Uh, no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got a... Is so wait, thing this was, was persuasion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was the same thing we know how high your modifier yeah. is. Uh, I have a 13. It's a okay. 13. That is enough. That is? Um, he says... Craig, I am not like you. You are small. Your mind, your sight, your life, they're short. I don't mean this as an insult. I'm fond of you. I think you and your friends are funny, interesting. I have come to like the many things of this world, the time I've spent here. But you all are short-sighted you keep fighting for respect craig i have watched empires rise watched empires fall i have seen the blood of thousands roll down the fingers of conquerors their hearts were never healed i can give you power craig if you'd like it but i can't give you respect I, I like sigh and I'm slightly disappointed, but what can you offer me along those lines? I understand that respect is something to be deserved of, but it's hard when I'm surrounded by magical people and I, I can't provide anything. They're always better than me in every way. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I'm strong or whatever, you know? Heed my wisdom, but I'll tell you what. I'm curious. Yes, I could give you powers. 
Really? Yes, I could do. You can, can you? <laughs> what? What is? What? What do I need to give you? Or like, what do I need? Do I need to do well, anything? I've told your friends what I want. I want someone to take me to sources of might around the world. They're hidden, protected. But if you go to one and drop me into it and pull me back out, once I have been filled, and then take this orb and drop it into the middle of the sapphire desert, I will consider our deal fulfilled. I can tell you where these sources of power are, and I can tell you how to get there. If you oh. agree to this, I will give you your powers. Well, I think I trust you a lot. Um, I like that. I, I don't know. I feel like you are someone... Or something, I'm not sure. It's, it's really trustworthy. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say... Well, have, have my friends agreed to this? No. They've been interested. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm glad, Craig. I apologize for the next part. It what? could be strange. Wait, what, what are you about to... What, what's happening? The moment you say that, Craig, um, you just sort of fall over. <laughs> completely unconscious. Um, the orb... Your entire body goes limp. And you fall off of the front of your bed, face down onto the floor of the hotel. Just... And the ball... The orb just... Rolls out of your grip and just starts rolling across the floor. Um... Craig, you can hear from the living room a, or I'm sorry, Boz, a like something large falling over. <laughs> and then you hear a slight rolling sound. And and uh, Greta, you are like, you can hear dimly, like, yeah, well, do you wake up? Yeah. Okay. You wake up to the sound of something falling. And um, uh, you like sort of like get out, wipe the sleep from your eyes, look around the room. Uh, Craig is face down in the middle of the room unconscious, and the orb is rolling around the room, away from him. Craig, what did you do? You say aloud. In the bath, in the bathroom, I like reach into my pocket, and there's nothing there. <laughs> Craig! Oh, no. <laughs> okay. You open the door of the bathroom? Yeah, I open the door to the bathroom. Craig, get down. Uh, okay, so you walk in the middle of the room. Craig is face down, not moving, in the center of the, the common room. Craig! And ba uh, Greta has run up to him. I'm going to run across and scoop up the orb. Okay, you pick it up. It's in your hands. Craig, what did you do? Old, what did you do? There's no response, and the fluid in the orb has almost completely stopped moving. Yeah. And you can see nothing. I'm going to run up and slap him. Craig's not. Uh, you slap him. Nothing. No response. We'll get there in just a second. Damn, what did I just do? Oh, no. I'm going to check his breath. Is he breathing? Okay. Uh, make a medicine check for me. Yeah. Cleric. I'm scared. I don't know what, what I just did. Mean? Our cleric's not good at medicine? No, it's you're very good at medicine. <laughs> you're the person that can make I the make check. a medicine check too? Sure. 13. You're proficient, right? Yeah, but I rolled nine. I'm so sorry, dude. Oh. I think you have That's one of the 20. lowest roll averages I've ever. Seen. She got a twenty. 20. It's okay. Twenty. <laughs> um, you like go to put your finger under his nose. Oh, so much hair. Um, like you couldn't even get. You couldn't feel the breath if you wanted. So you just pick up one of his wrists and put a thumb. Zane. There's no pulse. 
at all. I just die, Craig. Uh, we'll get there in a second, Craig. Um, but there's no pulse. I'm Craig. just like I'm like not like harming him, but I'm like slapping him and punching. Okay, him. you're, you're like Craig? like shaking him and pushing him. There's no response. Can I make like an intelligence or arcana check of some kind to like mm, what for? I don't know to check to see if this is a physical like he has like hit points are gone to zero or something has happened that's magical is what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. We'll put it in terms of did he just die or is he in some sort of a magical stasis? Exactly. Yeah. Like make as, an arcana check. As, as make an arcana basic check. as that can be. Make an arcana check. Oh, also, I'm just kidding. Make an arcana check. Does uh, eight do it? Eight does not do it. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I cast healing but word Craig on him. But Craig isn't breathing or moving. Huh? I cast healing word on him. Okay, you cast healing word. You um, lift your hand. Red light flourishes. The red light washes over his form. He doesn't move. Okay. Funky times, am I right? Craig. Huh. Um, you see nothing. Um, just sort yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's inspiration. Yay! <laughs> um, Craig, it's up here. you feel. Ins- oh, it's in the top right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my proof that you've never checked it before. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you feel and see nothing. And then... Wow, okay. I mean, nothing. Nothingness. And then your first sensation from the cold, empty hollowness of unexistence is a sudden shock of cold. Um, You see nothing. You hear nothing. You are only your conscious mind for a moment, but you feel sudden shock of cold. Um, A complete and utter... Lack of heat. Not not when you're warm and you come in contact with something, but as though there were no cold around. Or no heat around. Um, and you feel the shock of frigid temper, temperature, the lock of your muscles. And as all of your muscles tense and freeze, it's like you become aware of your limbs and your torso once more. And you can suddenly... You're, you're aware of yourself. You have a body, but you can see and hear nothing. And then as you sort of try and shake yourself... As your muscles fight back against the freezing cold, your eyes open. <gasps> and you can see your own hands and your arms. And you are floating in a completely black void. Nothing around you. Just an empty, fathomless expanse of barren, silent blackness. You're floating in the darkness. Old? Oh, old, are you there? You can see no light around you. And yet... There's dim light illuminating you, but as you look around, you can see no point source. And every time you try to move your body one way, it shifts and it moves. And you can feel the shift and move of your body as though there were a point source of gravity, but you see no objects, no form. Just empty, black, nothingness. Oh, I I trusted you. This wasn't a part of our agreement. I I don't understand. You say that last phrase and you say, I don't understand. And in the empty blackness, where you can see and feel nothing, you become immediately aware of something. You're no longer breathing. You, and you go to catch the breath, but there's just 
the horrible sudden tension in your lungs, and your mind is flooded with nothing but the automatic, autonomic response of a nervous system which has become aware of the fact that there is no breath, and every thought, every reality, every motion is replaced by the instinctive, natural urge to just breathe, to just supply the brain with oxygen. And as your lungs pull and, 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 and crush against the nothingness, you just feel the void, the absence of anything. Um, what do you do? I, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. What do you do? I, I start thinking in my head, old, oh my gosh, I, old, old, I, I need you. Where you are you? You say in your mind, no words come out. It's just you struggling for breath. Your throat gets tight. The veins start to come out in your face. You're turning like kind of a purple in your reddish hue. What are you doing? I start... Is there, is there any, is there like anything I can cast to feel? Um, can... do you know how to cast spell? I don't know. No. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But you no. are, you are definitely asphyxiating. Damn, what do I do? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What do you do, player? What do you do, Craig? You are floating in the black nothingness. What do you want from me? I say you scream in your mind. Your heart stops in your chest and you fall. Suddenly it's like there's a well of gravity, some sort of a point source and you start falling in the blackness. You can feel yourself falling and it's your last moments of consciousness. You can feel yourself falling and then all of a sudden it's like you sort of meet something and what you meet is light. As you strike down into something, all of a sudden there's a flash of white light in, in your eyes and you suddenly regain muscle control and your arms flinch up to your face to recover, to blind. And then as you open your eyes trying to recover, you realize all of a sudden you're breathing. Oh, oh but as gosh. you breathe in, oh my gosh. that's not, no, you're not breathing. You can move your arms and your hands. You have thoughts in your head and you're still in that black void but you realize that your chest is not rising. And the cold, almost undetectable passage of gas through your, your nose and your lungs that you feel every moment of your life isn't happening. You're not breathing, but you're living. You feel like you don't need to breathe. You're just floating in the back, in the black, and you can feel, you can speak. You're just in the blackness, floating. Can I call it for old again? You can speak. Old, you get the feeling. Old, I... Where am I? What's happening? In the blackness again, and then all of a sudden, the pull of gravity again. But now, this time, like the opposite direction from which you fall. And as you sort of fall upward into this nothingness, all of a sudden you realize the black nothingness that you're looking at, it has a quality. There's like an iridescent, black, thick fluid above you. No, below you, because you're falling toward it waves of this pool, but the pool stretches as far as you can see in any direction. And you are rapidly crashing toward it, and it looks like the fluid that's inside of the orb. You're flying toward it. Suddenly, you crash into it, and as you do, density changes around you, and you start slowly descending into it. It envelops everything that you can see, blackness surrounding you, but as you sink into it, you can see through it. And it's like you can see 
You see stars. You see thick streaks of purple, waves and gatherings of light. Space looks like the night sky all around you. As everything around you gets so black and so cold, you're no less cold than when you started. But you don't feel cold anymore. You can feel the temperature of cold, but you are having no physical response. And you cannot breathe, but you feel no fear. And you hear in your mind, Welcome, Craig, to the beyond. And then you, <gasps> and you wake up. Craig, suddenly his head lifts off all the floorboards in the room, and Craig is conscious. I... Craig, Craig, what happened? Who is closest to me? Uh, pause and Greta, I assume, are right up on you. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, like, grab Greta and just hug her and start, like, crying. Craig, what did you do? What did you say? What happened? Tell me everything. How did you get this? I cannot, like, I can't function. How did you I get this? Words. Like, I'm just... Unbel like, I Craig is just holding Greta and crying. Greta is uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this party. Craig, like, sorry. No, I'm angry. I, I'm kind of angry at Craig. Craig, what did you do? I. We made a rule, and you broke the rule. Talk, y'all talked too old. I have. I would. I don't. You broke the rule, Craig. No, we had, we had trust, rule. Craig. Y'all talked to him. What I didn't mean to about? talk to him. What are you talking about? You should have asked, Craig. This is... Why are y'all mad at me? This is not my fault. I, I didn't... Is the orb I... still on the ground? It's still on the ground. Is there a window? Uh, Yeah, there's one. I want to toss it out the window. I mean, it's closed. Can it open? Boss, maybe not. They don't, they don't look like they open. No. You could try and throw it through the I window. I try to open the window. Like I, try, I grab it. Okay, you walk up to your fingers slide up the glass. We gotta that get rid of this. Still we, have to, we have to throw this away. You see what I just happened? To, you see what happened to Craig? I do see what happened. He was dead. He was dead. You were dead, Craig. He was. You were dead on the ground. Look, I don't know what exactly Why? happened. Why? But I know that old is not bad. That's what I said. Good. Death is not good. That's true. That is true. That's true. But I you didn't completely and die. Back. Yes, you did. Your, you your were, you pulse were gone. was gone and you weren't breathing, Craig. Greta and Boz, as you're talking to him, medicine checks. Medicine Pretty high DC. So many dice. I love dice. Uh, 16. Wait. <laughs> you can do this. You got this. 23. Okay. Uh, Boz, you just feel your anger with uh, Craig. Greta, you're watching Craig talk and the mustache is moving uh, with the breath, but you realize... It's only moving when he breathes in to talk. As you're watching Craig, you realize unless he's drawing in air and expelling it to speak, all of the moments in between when you guys are talking to him and he's not responding, Craig isn't breathing. Guys, Craig, don't say anything. Craig, give Balls, me. watch I don't Craig. Understand Balls, what you're Craig, talking Balls, about. watch Craig. Watch his mustache. I, I'm just Shh, Craig. I don't Craig, give me your hand. Give me what your hand you right now. About? Give it to me. I don't feel Please. comfortable with Craig, this. Craig, stop talking. Oz, look at the mustache. Y'all aren't being great friends right now. I you died, Craig. I want to check his pulse. I like grab his arm and I like put okay. my finger against it. Can I his. fight against it? Yeah. yeah. 
Post strength checks. Oh gosh, I have a plus six. I have a plus six to strength. Uh, no, you don't. Okay, no, that's not. Is that a nat twenty? I got a nat twenty. What'd you get? Wait, that would have that was still just been a seventeen. Okay, um, you go to pull back. You're stronger than Boz, but Boz reaches to you with an adrenaline and a certainty, and you you can grab his wrist. You can hold it for a moment. You're not going to overpower the barbarian for long, but you have hold of him. I feel like it's I don't like overpower him, but okay. it's almost like a maneuver, like a hold, a temporary. Sure, sure. Yeah, like, you step around and, and get a hold of his wrist. Yeah, you have it. And I feel his pull. Like I put my my thumb, or I guess not my thumb, but my these my um, it's pulsing, but only when he talks. So there is no from the blood. It's just like, he's not saying anything. And then when he says, I don't understand, you guys aren't being good friends, then it, but it's, it's pulsing in time to his speech. It's just going, but it's not. Otherwise, okay, now he's no never going to stop talking. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't say that. <laughs> but yeah, every time he's not talking, you don't feel anything. Craig, your heart is not working and your lungs are not working. You're like sick. Like that orb messed you up, Craig. I don't think it did. You're I, crazy. He knows what he's doing. How do you I know just, that? I just have... Because it's old. Y'all know old. I, I don't know old. But I old. don't trust old. I know old. And I've, like, I'm I not... I trust a, him. Why do you trust him? I, I have a good sense about he, these things. Craig, um, I hope you're right. Craig, I'm not leading you in any direction. The answer is no. It's just no. The most important thing right now is your character. Um, do you... Is, is Craig angry enough to rage? Like, are you frustrated enough to rage? What happens if I rage? Are you frustrated enough to rage? I think I'm hurt. I'm not frustrated. Okay. I feel... I feel betrayed by you guys right now. We feel betrayed by you. Technically, I'm lying when I said that I had not talked to old. Yes, and I know you, you are. Don't, you didn't know. Should I have done a deception? Oh, you can make a deception check if you I'll like. Make, make an insight check, Craig. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, you're lying. And 17. Actually, Craig, make it an advantage. I have. I, mean, I rolled two. It doesn't matter. Okay, make it an advantage anyway. Because it relates to the orb. Uh, it's a six, so. Okay. Yeah, you can, all of a sudden it occurs to you that. You have talked that. to him before. I know you have. I, um, I was scared. But I didn't let him in. Plus, you can't act like you're any better now. You did the same thing. We've all, you've done the same thing too. I didn't ask you, him. I, I never asked him. I never seeked him out without y'all's permission or without y'all's agreement. Craig, you can hear in your head. Show them. I say back in my head. What? Well, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, the voice responds again. <laughs> Little bit of your power out. Hmm? Do I, DM, do I feel like, because obviously you I've never... You feel all of a sudden in your chest, you feel like a your heart feels cold, but it feels very alive. What kind of magic do I show you? Um, if you enter any of the conditions, as said under your Surge of the Deep feature. <laughs> so technically, you could just expend a rage. You've technically used one for today while you were crying in the shop getting your okay. tattoo, but... I'm... I'm going to rage a little bit. I'm going to look okay. at 
Boss, I can't believe you would lie to me. Well, you've lied to me. I cannot. No, this is too far. And I and I enter. roll a d12. A d12. Hey, this is a d12, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. It's an excellent moment to end on. It's an eight. Okay. Um, Craig is, <laughs> is talking to you, and he says that he's angry. He says that he's mad that he feels betrayed. And as Craig is talking to you, his beard what? begins to lift off of his chest. And his hair <laughs> gently lifts around him, and Craig starts gently floating off of the ground, <laughs> levitating in front of you all. Craig? Craig, you're scaring Whoa. me a little bit. Oh my gosh, okay. Craig, was this worth it? Yeah, no, you guys get to do all of these things that I can't do. You don't have to do it behind our backs. You know, Greta, not everything has to be your way, okay? Let me have my time. I know what I'm doing. I know how to handle this. And, I, and I'm handling it well, I, I'd say. You died, Craig. You're not alive but anymore. But I'm, I'm alive. You're not breathing. I am more alive than I have Stop ever been. Stop talking Stop for a talking. second. You're dead now. You're dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking. You're dead. <laughs> take a breath. And I'll be the last one you ever take. <laughs> Okay, this is not a funny situation. It's not funny. <sighs> Craig, this we need to get rid of this orb. I, is, I think so too. I, it, I think this, it's I think this is DM, do I know that the orb is powerless? Or is it? Or um if you really? look back I, at it now, now that you've woken up, it's pulsing again. It is? Uh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I have it in my hand still. Yeah. Um, and as you consider that, actually, Craig, something interesting is happening. Um you are actually aware of everything that's magical here. You can see Boz light up. You can see Greta light up. You can see the orb light up. You can see the knife in the bag light up. You can see the heart light up. Everything magical in this space is lighting up to you. Guys, you, scale, everything. you don't understand. I I see different now. I I, I feel different. I feel is it worth good. Everything comes at a dying? price. Yeah. And I don't think you know what you paid for. Like you're for not it. alive anymore. And Orb is in Orb is giving you power. Old is giving you power. You're not but you you're don't have your own breath, him. Craig. You, he you gave him your breath. I trust him. Okay. I don't trust the orb. I don't trust him. Either. I don't know if I trust you guys right now. Cause I, I thought y'all would support me and I think I was wrong. And I don't want to be wrong, but y'all I can't believe Well, we I really care about you. No, you don't. And you don't know me. You think you do. Have I told you about my kid? Have I told you about my wife? Have I told you about my ancestry? The people in my family? No. Don't act like you know me. What would those people think about you right now? What would they look at you? Breathless. Without a heartbeat. You don't deserve to know that information. I don't need to know. I know. And I don't think that you do. Your information is limited. But I now have an endless source of information. So how does it feel, Boz, to finally be under my foot? I think that... You know everything? I have a source. You have a source. Through do the orb. you have a source? Yeah. I'm a cleric. 
<laughs> Literally anywhere there's a tree, I have a source. I mean. My dad could be up your dad. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Your source lives in a little glass ball. <laughs> My source. Ooh, he can make you float. Ah. Watch oh, out. You're controlled by your anger and the I'm lies not. of somebody else. No, I'm going to talk right now. Okay. That's right. Oh, I thought you were talking as a player. <laughs> no, Blaz like, no, okay. is talking. Okay, go on. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk right now. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, Landon, I guess you're a little... Okay. You're no longer Craig. And I'm... I, hey. And... Um, Whatever differences we had, I think they were a lot smaller than you thought they were. And I think that whatever's going on has to do with you. And nobody you meet or nothing we do is going to help fix that or make it better. And I think now you're going to have to figure it out the hard way. But we're along for the ride. Don't say, don't you have to say anything? Um, I am, uh, I don't I don't feel comfortable falling asleep in the same room as you. But that's unfair. Uh, you're floating. <laughs> Am I still floating? You are still floating. You couldn't do that earlier. And you're not. Um, you can choose. You can choose to come back to the ground. Okay. Can I? I didn't yeah. realize you that will I, yourself back down to the ground. Can I? Can I have done that before? Because I didn't realize yeah. that I was still floating. You've been floating this whole time. Okay. You have to <laughs> say to. you move. I meant to just like float me. Like, okay, okay. Okay. You've come back down. I'm gonna go get my own room. Can I come with you? I don't want I you to feel should... alone. I don't want you to feel alone because we're still here for you. And I mean, as much as you don't want, as much as you don't like us right now, I mean, we're still, I mean, you're the only per. y'all are the only people I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think we should get rid of the orb and I'm thinking we need to dispose of it in a place that like some, someone isn't gonna like just stumble upon it, you know? Why would. It's caused so much I, trouble. Damn, am I am I connected to this orb now? Like, am I? Is this? You don't know. Do you realize that that could damage me? Hmm. We need to figure out a way to get you unconnected from this orb. Why would I want that? Okay, okay, that's okay. not your here's, choice. Here's to the plan. Make. Okay, here's the plan. We're gonna put a pin in this. As good families do, we're just gonna talk about it later. <laughs> And um, we're going to carry the orb with us because I think this is the worst thing that could happen with it. Um, and uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. Okay? Whatever, boss. Okay? We're not, I'm not going to get a different room. I'm going to stay here with you. And um, I just like stare off. We'll tie I'm... something to your feet. I don't know. We'll make sure you don't float up again. I I'm just all that's coming out of my eyes are like daggers right now. Just like, and I'm not even making eye contact. Like I'm my eyes are just staring at the floor. Just go to bed, boss. I can't. I can't. And I just like go into bed and get ready to go to bed. Okay. okay. Start walking over to your bunk, taking off armor. I do that. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not going to sleep in my armor. <laughs> I got you. I, do you I, sleep I, in I always bathroom. assume. Do you take a bath? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Craig starts getting ready for bed. Anybody else do anything else? Um, 
Uh, also, for the record, I assumed you took off your armor too. Like, I assume you guys take off armor if you don't say because if you sleep in armor, you gain exhaustion. Oh, yeah. yeah I definitely do don't ever sleep in armor. I, I just always assume, just for the record. Mm-hmm. Okay. Craig's getting ready for bed. Um, I'm getting ready for bed too. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's all okay. go to sleep. Let's get some good rest. Greta, do you do anything else? I guess not. Okay. Um, on this. Note of tension between the party. Everyone in sort of a resigned silence takes off their armor sets and climbs into their separate bunks. And um, your first day in Poor Splendy Science uh, as the party falls asleep. And I feel so bad. You should. I <laughs> that will you be should. that will be the end of our session. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's the session. Well, uh, that's the session, you guys. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I think we're. I mean, we've been kind of experimenting with how long we want these sessions to be. And I think what we're <laughs> going to do is is not do three-hour sessions every week, but maybe like a little bit less than that, hour and a half to two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're listening to this, um, please like let us know. <laughs> because right now, all we see are like numbers going up. But, uh, which is good. Yeah, which is great. Which I mean, great. like I say this, we love to see small number get bigger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why use big word? Why use big word when small word do trick? Why use big word when small word do trick? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening and for being a part of this because we're all just having fun and goofing off. Uh, yeah. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Uh, like and comment what your favorite. If you were an ocean, what kind of ocean you would turn the po- <laughs> <laughs> the potato uh, into? Like and comment that if you were an ocean, when if you if I what if what well, okay if ocean had. <laughs> Fluid, fluid, different, but water. That's all, folks. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day. Winter machinations of Craig's mind is. are unmakeable. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye. Bye.